Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Those things, a couple of guys. Andy Randy! Having discussion. I be on it all night, man. I be on it all day. Straight up, pimp. If you want me, you can find me in the. What are you looking at me like that for? What are you talking about? We're supposed to make eye contact. It's the midday show with Andy Barker and my son, my baby boy, Randy McMichael. When I crack open this mic, <laughs> that was the most media member thing that's ever been yeah. said. Starring Randy Montez McMichael as Randy and my firstborn son, Andrew Stephen Bunker as Andy. You can't say Randy without saying Andy. It's the Andy and Randy Midday Show. Boring answer. Just make sure you don't touch that dial, then we'll be cool. Touch it and use the fool. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Good morning. Welcome in. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The Midday Show with Andy and Randy with you here on a hump day Wednesday. Hump. Hump day. Hump day. Thanks for being with us. Hopefully everybody's Wednesday is off to a great start. I know mine is. I didn't wake up in a pool of my own sweat this morning, well, so that thing. was a pretty good start. That's a good thing. Uh, fever's back down. Still feel really weird, so we're going to see how the next three hours go. Just mixed, like, caffeine and cold medicine. Uh, so who knows? Oh, hell yeah. I might be hallucinating right now. I'm really not sure. Good morning to you, Randy. How are you? What's happening, man? Yeah, glad you're back. Thanks again to uh, John Fricky uh, for filling in yesterday as you were, uh, as me, you talked, you got the, 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 the kitty cooties. Yeah, probably. They, they jumped up in and everything. I out blame them. A vacation and everything. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you're back in the house. Uh, looking, looking flush. Yeah, yeah, looking Thanks. flush. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's the word I'm looking for. I'm wearing shorts because I just wasn't sure. Exactly. So you, I was you, like, you, try to keep the body temp down. I got look, some water here. Yeah, I think I sound weird, but you know what? It's gonna be fine. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you'll be alright. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be alright. Yeah, First time you've done a show coming off of. Something like this. I know, but it's different, though. Like, I, I'm so familiar with doing shows, like, mildly hungover or whatever. Yes. Like, it's so easy. Yes. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It's like, all right, you do this, you do this, you're good to go. These these sicknesses are so unpredictable because yes, you are. never know exactly what it is yes. or wh- how you're going to, what you need to do to deal with it and all that kind of stuff. And I just, normally I'm, I'm past this right. stuff really fast. Right. Like, 24 hours and that's kind of it. Uh, shut it down, get some sleep, whatever. Like yesterday I woke up and it was the third day of it, and my temperature was still like 103. Right. And I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, yeah, come man. on. Yeah, got, that was enough. Got some of that, that mountain I got up in Exactly. I'm just telling you. I don't know what happened because we went up to the mountains just like y'all did. And I fell asleep in the car. And I just happened to wake up, and I see Waynesville exit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, where the hell are you taking me? <laughs> I don't know this way. And I ain't been to Gatlinburg in a few years with them. They always go up there. And so I'm like... I'm in Waynesville, and I saw. I shut it. I'm literally woke that, up. That rings a bell. I literally woke up, and it was Waynesville, the Waynesville exit in Maddieville. 
Maggie Valley? Maggie Valley? Is uh-huh. that the exit y'all get off of? Uh, right. You can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, damn, Andy and them up there, because we were talking about, and you were saying y'all were going to do some skiing and stuff. My wife took me to some damn waterfall up there. Huh. I don't know where the hell she took me, but okay. some damn waterfall. And, it, and Andy, it was cold as hell. Sure it was. Yeah. And so I, I had the sniffles all day, all day Sunday. But I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm, you know, I ain't going to let no sniffles stop me from, from doing me. I'm telling you right now, you should have got you some of that damn uh, that moonshine. Yeah, that moonshine would have would have knocked whatever was in you at you. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, you should take some moonshine, man. I'm just telling you right now, that is my new remedy for everything. I'm gonna put in the kids' bottles. <laughs> I'm gonna do everything I can to get them colds up out you because that thing on that moonshine take an hour to work. Which uh, which one did you guys go to? Which one? Would to get because in Gatlinburg, there's I, a couple different places. We went to the regular, the one that, that's downtown Gatlinburg okay. right there. Yeah, I don't know Smoky which, Mountain, which is. Like, maybe the people might be from Gatlinburg, but downtown, that place area right there is so overrated. Yeah. It's so overrated. Absolutely. It is the most overrated thing. Traffic. Yeah. Long ass waits. Uh-huh. I spent $90 in Land Shark. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. 90 bucks in Land Shark for some damn chicken fingers, a salad, and some <laughs> damn chicken wings. 90 damn dollars, Andy. Yeah. And I bet it wasn't that good. It was not. Yeah. But you know what? The kids had fun, probably. 90 damn dollars. No, I know. Gatlinburg is, uh, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, right. yeah, I don't want to, you know, they might advertise. The house was nice. Vacation I, in Gatlinburg. The house was really nice that we had. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, yeah, you can keep that. Yeah. No, I'm pretty much with you on that one. Yeah. Anyway, good to be back. Hopefully, everybody's had a good couple of days. Um, Interesting time in the sports calendar. Yeah, because they never talk about. Yeah, well, I mean, there's stuff to talk about, but yeah. there's not like these obvious headline. This big team lost on Sunday, or this big game's coming up tomorrow. Obviously, the NBA All Star Weekend happened, and that's fine. Yep. Leave it where it is. Because well, you know what? There happened, ain't much though, to say the, about uh, that. Uh, the ratings were up. We're up uh, Really? That's what they said. That's what I read yesterday. From what? I don't know. <laughs> how? They said it was up. <laughs> really? Yes, it was up. The All-Star game, was. the ratings were up. Now, I could see how maybe the All-Star Saturday night ratings might have been up slightly because mm-hmm. I think there was legitimately some intrigue in the Sabrina Steph shootout, and right. it lived up to it. Like, that was, it was cool. Great. It was that great. was really cool. It was great. Other than that, not much. I mean, the three-point shootout's okay. Like, the dunk contest's a joke. I'm Did sorry. Did you see your boy up there? Who? Uh, your boy's cousin. Oh, yeah. You, did you see him? Yeah. No, seriously. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Oh, oh, up in the mountain. No, yeah. no, no. no. Okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't run into him, unfortunately. Okay. I wish I could have. We could have had Mac McClung on today. Yeah, exactly. It would have been a huge Bam. day for the show. What do you, then when Steak asked what do you got coming up in the next three hours, I could have blew it. I could have knocked his socks off and said we have <laughs> Mac McClung coming on. Unfortunately, no. We'll just have to talk about right. how the dunk contest isn't any good anymore, and they right. should probably stop doing it. Uh, and then the All-Star game was even worse. Like, you guys, you guys can't be bothered to take one possession seriously. Oh, I didn't so. watch it, so I didn't watch it. I watched a little watch bit position. of it, but it was... I said, like I said yesterday, Andy, as soon as they... 200 points. As soon as they uh, said, something. and the East, and the captain, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I turned it. Yeah. Yeah, I just turned it off. It's like, yeah, don't make no sense. Yeah. I'll see what's going on in Arsenal or something. Yeah, I don't know what they do. Uh, I don't know. But if the ratings are up, I suppose they don't have anything that they have to do. I guess they can just keep rolling it out there and... Collecting them checks. We'll keep not watching it. Yeah, yeah. Um, collecting them checks. College football made their announcement about what the playoff is going to look like. Not surprising. You knew it was kind of going to be 5-12. The interesting thing now is is the negotiations surrounding what it looks like after 2026 because 5-12 is the next two years, five being five automatic bids, the mm. highest-ranked conference uh, champions, and then seven at large. The negotiation now turns to what it looks like starting in 2026. And a lot of people are speculating that this is what the Big Ten and the SEC alliance was about. Yes. About strong arming them into, okay, 512 was nice for the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. 
we need a couple automatic bids from our conferences. Mm -hmm. SEC needs two, Big Ten needs two, and mm -hmm. that's what we need to do. Also, we need more revenue share mm -hmm. than the other conferences get. So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to strong arm them into that or not, but the negotiation for the playoff um, format starts today. They got that done yesterday. Right. The new format starts today. We'll see where that goes. Uh, I, I'm glad you said that because as soon as we had finished with the off the cuff, uh, Brett Murphy was tweeting out that uh, Washington State, their president, Kirk Schultz, he told somebody that in the new 12-team playoffs, four automatic qualifiers for one conference was proposed. Yep. Okay. If so. You know who that conference yes, was. If so, wouldn't it just be one? So the SEC and the Big, Big Ten <laughs> would each get four automatic bids, leaving only four bids remaining, seven conferences, slash Notre Dame. At that point, the SEC and the Big Ten should just start their own playoffs in 2026. Yeah, which maybe is what they're angling at anyway. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of what they can do, right? If they want to strong-arm you into, okay, we get four each or we leave, yeah. what do you do? I mean, but the, You don't it, want them to leave. You don't want them to leave, and that's the thing about it. We talk about the fair, it, what's fair and what's not fair. And, you know, it, it, yeah, you got to get over. You got to get over fair yeah. in, in this situation when you're involved in that skrilla. When you're involved in that skrilla, it ain't fair. Nope. And I got more power than you do. But also, isn't it fair though? Kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, in, in terms of the the teams that tend to make the playoff in the first place, mm -hmm. the conferences that bring in the most revenue. Like, no one outside the Big Ten and the SEC are going to want to hear this, but like. 75% of the ratings in college football mm -hmm. in terms of what they what they generate on on viewership mm -hmm. comes from 19 teams. Mm -hmm. And the majority of those teams are in those two conferences. Yep. So, I mean, it is fair. It, as much as it, it feels unfair, yeah. like you want everyone to have a, an equal chance at it, but there's never been an equal chance at it. It's, college football's never been fair. No. This is just the most, like, honest assessment of – of what it is that we've ever gotten, and they're just being like, "No, we've been we've been carrying the water on this thing we forever. Want more. Now we want to be paid yes. back for that." Yes. So, I mean, as much as I understand the the other argument is like that seems a little bit ridiculous. The alternative is they just leave, which they can do if mm -hmm. they want to. Yeah, and that's what the, I mean, and that's what something me and, me and Freaky were talking about because they're gonna have I don't even remember the damn word that he used yesterday to, to uh, for a meeting or whatever. But it seems like they're going to go in that direction where it's like. Okay, you don't like it, either deal with it or we'll take our ball and leave. Yeah, and if we take our ball and leave, we're, we're taking, taking a lot of stuff. so we're, much we're revenue. A lot of stuff. So much revenue because that that's where the money comes from is is TV, right? Mm -hmm. There's I didn't realize this. There's already a deal in place. Now it hasn't been agreed to by the college ball playoff, but it's in principle to extend the the TV contract from 2026 to 2032 mm -hmm. for 7.8 billion dollars. Billions. Do you know how many games that is? Billy, sixty-six games. Billy, that's sixty-six games for seven point eight billion dollars. Billy, that's crazy. Billy, like that. That's like that's one NBA season. That's one home team's. That's one NBA team's home schedule mm -hmm. for a season. Billy, it's <laughs> ridiculous, man. Yeah, man. That's why they can say, yeah, give us four automatic bids each, or we'll leave. So they're going to give it to them because yep. they don't want them to leave. And then you just, I mean, ACC school, squeeze in. Well, then you try to get out of it. Then yeah. they're like, we don't want to be in the ACC anymore. Can we get in the can SEC? Every, can we all come to the SEC and the Big Ten? Which is what everyone will eventually do. And well, then there'll be two conferences, and that'll be that. What would, they, what would the damn conference be called? I just call it the SEC. Yeah. The Big Ten. There hadn't been 10 teams in the Big Ten for I don't think no. They would, years. they would definitely not call it that. What, the Big 32? <laughs> they, would not, they would definitely not call it that. Call it what? 
the big uh, you think that well hell with all that money they might go for it. Hell, I'm saying like the Ohio States and the Michigans where they want to be all called the SEC. Oh, they're going to stay in the Big Ten. That's what I'm saying. There's going to be two of them. Yeah, but I'm saying they, they all come collective in one big com, com, uh, They're going to call it the NFL. Yeah. That's what they'll call it. Kaching. All right, we'll come back and get to what's trending, including what Brian Snitker's talking about here. He's got a plan and knows himself. Yeah, know thyself. It's important. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Just thought even after his first full year, just how in tune he was with everything that he does and how bright he is. And he's got a plan and knows himself and is just so dedicated and consistent in all of his work. He's another one that's just a really impressive young player. Brian Snitker talking about Spencer Strider there. Uh, just the 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 glowing <laughs> assessment of all the different players in spring training. It's all I mean, it's all true. One of the things we're hearing about Strider is um Working on a different curveball. Yeah, no, He's got a, a slightly different pitch to his uh, repertoire this season. So we'll talk to Grant McCauley a bit more about that later in the show. But, yeah, man, I mean, that's the thing about Strider and a lot of these guys. But Strider, for, for the purpose of this conversation – He's still really young. Yes. Like, he's got less than 50 starts in Major League Baseball. Damn. He's, he, you know, and Major League Baseball, Bo is telling me there's a list that MLB.com threw out there that had him ranked as the 17th best player in the league. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is. Um, but he has so much more growing, growing to do. Yep. Like, and, and just in terms of, of mentally, just getting smarter and going about his starts. It's going to be so much fun to watch him do that. Yeah, I mean, once you, you got to still grow into your craft, and that's what he's doing. And you're talking about, I mean, we know – the the you know what he's all about is about that gas mm-hmm. and you know and and eventually people and we see it a lot of times teams catch up to it foul tip foul tip foul tip and then his his pitch count is up and then you know you're gonna have to take him out and we know this about him he does not like to come out he does not like to come out or anything like that and he has that dog in him and everything like that but because he's so young he still is developing what it is to be a major league pitcher all the way an all around major league pitcher not just a one trick pony which he isn't he has. He has the, he's a one-trick pony right now. All right, he's gotten better each, each, each year he started. Now he's get, he's gotten that third or what do you call it? His his uh what what's the word you use? His out pitch. Yeah, yeah. You know he's just trying to figure out a new way to do it, and, and that's where you uh that's usually when pitchers are doing those type of things in spring training to see how it looks against live hitters and everything like that. So I mean he is a dominant pitcher who you know who I thought he was going to be a reliever the first guy here. I did not think he was going to be a starting pitcher. I mean, you talked about it. And you're like, he's going to get some starts. And once you saw him start, you're like, oh, that's a start damn pitcher. Yeah, just leave him in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah That's a start damn pitcher let right him, there. Let Bam him uh, closer. Yeah. No, that's a starting damn pitcher yeah, right there. Yeah, let's not waste all that yeah. for just one inning Yeah, two innings in the middle of the game, no. whatever. Let him get out no, there. let him get out there. Uh, let me amend that. 52 starts. He's okay. made 52 okay. starts. So not not many more than 50. And, you listen to, and I know things change, and it's hard to sort of apply – what we hear from some of the old guard to what's currently in Major League Baseball, just because things are so much different in terms of uh, how quickly guys are brought along and what's expected of them early in their career and how many innings you throw and all that kind of stuff. But when you listen to the, the older Braves greats like Smoltz and Glavin and these guys, a lot of times they say you don't even really learn how to be a Major League pitcher until 100 starts. Right. So the fact that he's able to do what he's doing already at such a young age in, in such a short period of time is really great. And yeah, like if he didn't have to rely on on just the gas all the time, and he was able to be a little bit more crafty, mm-hmm. um, which he's going to be, it's going to be. Yes. Yeah, I mean that that's all going to come along with it. So it's exciting. I mean, look, this is a guy who's twenty five. 
He's going to be in the, in the Cy Young race 25? as long as he stays healthy Damn. for the next <laughs> decade. I mean, really, that's what it is. Knock on wood stays healthy. But, like, that's the thing about all these Braves, man. They're all 25. <laughs> they're all 25. <laughs> yeah, they're all 25. And they're all signed for the next 10 years. So a lot of these conversations we have are, uh, are going to be uh, similar every single spring. That said, the conversation of World Series or best is going to be there as well. I have no problem with all these guys saying that. Uh, all right, so here's J.J. Redick getting mad um, at Doc Rivers. This is not the first time he's done this. No. J.J. has been very consistent about his feelings towards Doc Rivers, uh, dating back to his, uh, his, his Clippers days. But here's J.J. on Doc. I've seen the trend now. I've seen the trend for years. What's the trend? The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc, we get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle season is hard for a player. We get it. Mm -hmm. But it's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. It's true. And then you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit for the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. There's just no <laughs> – there's never accountability with that guy. Well, there's never guess. accountability. You know, I was in it, – it, it seems personal. It does. It seems personal. It does. Uh, and it, I think it is because if you go back to a conversation that him and Jamal Crawford had on his podcast last year, mm -hmm. it is personal yes, yes. because they felt that their time with the Clippers was mismanaged was. in part because of Doc. Yeah. So, yeah, they go back to that and they're like, man, we had a real chance here and it didn't work out. And then, you know, Doc sort of tells his revisionist history of what happened in L.A. And, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, of course it's personal. Yeah, I think that when you look at this whole thing, like Doc is not doing himself any favors right now, no. especially when you talk about, you know, the whole thing. Because, Doc, you were like an analyst at Milwaukee when this man was there. And you come out and say, I told them not to fire him and all these other different things. Oh, I don't know why you're firing him and everything like that. It's got to be hard to be a coach. You come in. These aren't your assistants. These, you know, they're, 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 there's a system in that, that uh, AG put in that you have got to try and put in yours, and they don't have a lot of practice time in NBA. We do know that. Uh, but, yeah, this just seems personal. I, I like JJ's analysis. He's taking over Doc's spot with the, uh, the 18 for ESPN. <laughs> right. Which is which is weird, but I just don't. He, he should just, be happy that yeah, Doc left. He, just, he, he just, got a raise because yeah, of he that. just, you know, he, he. I don't know. Something just that right there just rubbed me the wrong way for some reason. Like really, and then you see Doc's son, you know, uh, later on in the day on the same network, like kind of like JJ. Because JJ, JJ, you had your best years ever with my dad, which is true. Uh, then yeah, Pat Bev. I mean, it was just so much, so much messiness going on. Yeah, yesterday. isn't it just the NBA? Though? It is though. Like, it, it's isn't just it drama? This is what the regular season and off season in the NBA is. Is just sort of like he said, he said, drama, gossiping, yeah. like taking things personally and getting mad at each other publicly, that kind of stuff. And then kind of the real basketball starts yeah. in the postseason, like, and, and that's. Fun, I mean, but, but the thing with Doc is, and I, I, I like Doc Rivers a lot, but Doc is he's hanging on. On that damn one title with the big three, and he keeps getting jobs. It ain't his fault he keeps getting jobs. They keep offers to him. No. I mean, yeah. I, I think Doc is a great example of a couple of different things, and, and none of them are really his fault. I mean, yeah, he had that success in Boston. Great. Not a lot of people win a championship as a head coach. No. Like, there's just a, it's it's a just, short – It's a rare short it's list. It's a short list of guys who've ever actually done that. Right. Um, 
people just like him. Yeah. Like he's a friendly, likable yeah. guy. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. But that's the thing about <laughs> it. It's like that's it's why not I, Doc's fault that he can go into these interviews and like kind of aw shucks his way into these jobs. And get forty million dollars. That's what he does. And get forty million them. He's just dollars. like friendly, and people like him. And like Doc's a cool nickname. And I don't know. <laughs> like, I, honestly, I don't know what it is. I don't either. Because if it's just resume, I mean, that was a long time ago. It was a long. It was time a long ago. time ago. And there's been a lot of. Coming up short since then. There's been a lot of losing in the playoffs since then. And there's a lot of players, um, not to the extent that J.J. does it, but there's a lot of players, especially from the L.A. days. Who somebody, somebody agree with? Somebody said check. Yeah. 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 A, a lot of guys agree agree with this with stuff. That, with that. And yet, and still, Doc is playing the game correctly. Yeah. So, like, you know, if I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan, I'm probably not thrilled about it because I don't think it's going to end well and I don't think it's going to go great. But um, – <laughs> I mean, you can't hate the player. Mm-mm. Doc's playing it perfectly. And he has. And that's the thing about it. And so, I mean, when you hear all the different things, because it is a mess. They're three and seven. They're three yeah. and seven since he's been the head coach. And they're getting blown and, out. And they're getting beat down. And he came, I saw somebody, <laughs> I saw, I heard him say, you know, uh, talking about, you know, he took, he, he picked the wrong time to take the job on the hardest road trip of other team. Dude, they and, lost to the Memphis like, Grizzlies. Lost, I, who we started we ta- no We talked about that game. Yeah. That's what they lost to. Yeah. I, I said it then. I'll say it again. You could take. A thousand listeners that are listening to us right now, and everyone could have as many guesses as they wanted, and you couldn't name the starting five from no. the Memphis Grizzlies. No, that without night. looking. Without looking. Yes. Even with looking, yeah. you could do the Who? thing. You could do the thing where you look at the box score and it gives you the first initial and last yes. name, you and you still were. wouldn't be able yeah. to say what his name is. And y'all is. got beat by that. And you team. got beat by those. And, guys. You were, and then you come out talking about everybody's in Cabo already. Yeah. You know, and, and he's so, probably right about that. And, and so yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's just a weird thing. Uh, it is basketball scene, so you're going to hear and see a lot more of, of JJ's rhetoric, rhetoric, or whatever you want to call it. Rhetoric's rhetoric. You like that, Dean? That actually yeah. would be a great segment. Yeah, and so you're going to hear, you're going to hear and see a lot of that. JJ's rhetoric. Uh, Pretty good. Yeah, Docs. Yeah, Docs just need to just coach basketball. Stay off these damn podcasts and everything like that because you're not doing yourself right. anything. That's you're, the I mean, thing. How you telling? You, so you told the Clippers. So you told you called Steve Ballmers. Hey, Steve, go trade for James Harden. Now this is the man that a lot of people think. Said they got you fired in Philly. This is the reason you got fired because of him. Yeah, and you gonna sit there and tell me that and you losing, call, huh? And losing in the playoffs. Yeah. But James was, you know, remember James that no show. Mm-hmm. So this guy, because he never agreed, he never got along with Doc. We all know yep. this. So the guy that got you fired, one of the reasons you got fired. I don't think it's the main reason from from Philly. You called your old team mm-hmm. that fired you, and said, "Go take this guy." All right. That's because Doc doesn't burn bridges, Randy. Okay. I guess not. He's <laughs> Only not, with players. Uh, yeah, that's what not I'm saying. Not former employers. All right, okay, all right, Doc. <laughs> yeah, Doc's smart. Yeah. He kept the relationship open with the billionaire. Yeah. I mean, Steve, I would Ball, too. Steve Ballmer might hire him to be an analyst. You never someday. know. <laughs> you never know. And then Ty Lue might not. Ty Lue ain't getting nah, it. Ty Lue's not getting it. Ty, Ty Lue will leave for they nah, fire him. Not from that job. Yeah, he'll, yeah. Not right now. Not the way that they're playing. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm okay. Doc Rivers, most liked guy in the NBA outside of former players. Dude, this, I mean, <laughs> Hell, if, Doc, if this don't work, Doc might get another job. Doc will definitely get another uh, job. Doc, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Quinn Snyder get mad. Why not bring him home? Bring him home. Bring him home. Bring, bring him Doc, home. Bring Doc Rivers back to Atlanta. <laughs> That's been something that I thought was going to happen for years. Me and you both. All the way back to when, when Bud first left. I was like, well, you got to get Doc. Get Doc in here. Makes sense. Bring him home. Yeah. Trey finally breaks the assist record. He passes Doc, you know. like Have a big ceremony, just the two of them. Nah. Nah. Nah, Doc. Doc didn't let Trey play very much on Sunday. He did not. I'll tell you that. It seemed like he forgot. (laughs) 
Huh. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the the from, commissioner's no, exemption. No, yeah, the, get him hey, in there. Hey, the boy from Atlanta. Go on in. You get in there. Yeah. What did he play, like 12 minutes? He didn't play at all. I don't know. I didn't was, see him. That was great. Oh, you, that's right. You didn't watch. <laughs> he didn't play much. Uh, all right. We'll come back. We'll get uh, into a couple of different NFL conversations. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Don't go anywhere. Sports Radio 92 on the game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game, the midday show with Andy and Randy with you here. Hump day. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. About 20 minutes away from an NFL no huddle to kick off the noon hour. It is mock draft season. We oh, are God. fully oh. engrossed in mock draft season. Oh. And, uh, it's list season. It's also list season. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's just that time of year. Um we said it was going to happen like a month ago. It's starting to happen now. The J.J. McCarthy hype Dude. train is building. It's always. And it has made a stop in Atlanta. We'll always, get to Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft in a minute. It's always like that, Andy. And we'll get to that. But I'm just telling you, because we were just talking, and I was talking to Tanitra and uh, Dalen in the, in the bullpen about this damn, this damn TikTok woman that my wife, my <laughs> wife came home. And, she's, I'm, and I'm like, baby, hey, baby. And she's like looking at this woman. And so I'm sitting there on the couch watching TV. She's still listening to this woman. Go to bed. I wake up by 1.30, roll over. She's still listening to this TikTok This is lady. ours. This TikTok lady. Wow. About somebody, her, who is her husband or some crap like that. I don't even know the name of it, Andy. But I was talking to Dylan. Dylan was like, oh, it's real. The, the story's real. My wife said, oh, the story's real. And so Donna's trying to tell me, explain to me about this lady and her situation. Okay. And she's like a damn dummy to me. I'm sorry. I mean, just some of the stuff. Now, maybe she wouldn't explain it because I, I refuse to sit there and listen to this woman as my wife was trying to get me to listen to her story. Whatever. But I was just like, y'all, I mean, scamming is one thing because people get scammed all the time. Yeah. I do believe that. I got scammed. I do believe Remember that? that. You got scammed for the damn the Haller, flannel shirts. Haller the, brothers. The flannel shirts. Trying to get some but flannel I was, shirts. I was like, Too is she doing this for, what's she trying to do? Is she trying to get on? Because she was like, oh, she had 100 TikToker followers. Now she got over a million. I was like. From telling a story about getting scammed? Right. From telling too much information yeah. about her life yeah, on I was like, the internet? All right. right. Um, like some of the stuff she was telling me how she got scammed, I was like, like that didn't smell funny to you? But you still went on with it and stayed with this brother? Right. Like, I don't, I, I was real curious. And so I asked Dylan, Dylan, like, oh, it's real, Randy. I was like, really? Like, I don't even know the lady name. I just call her the TikTok lady. Yeah, just call her the TikTok lady. Wife, so just let me, because. I don't understand it. And bro. I know less than you. Cause I don't understand All it. I know is what you've told yeah. me, which is this, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm I'm in the position of the audience right, right now, which is what the hell is Randy talking I don't about? No, Like I said, because it's. It was There's a, a TikTok lady cause she just, who was married to a man that, that scammed her. Yes. And then she went on TikTok uh-huh. and talked a lot about getting scammed. Yes. And in, in doing so, picked up a lot of TikTok followers. Yes. Which leads me to believe, and I don't know if you were there or not. I am. Well, that sounds like she's scamming us into people following her on TikTok. Exactly. Uh, Either way. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I was like. And I'm glad I don't get it. I was like. I don't even have TikTok. I was like, babe. uh, That's for the kids. I I was like, really? You you really believe in this story, huh? The more I listen to it, like, oh. Which is what they want. Yeah. Right? Like Like this lady, and I'm not saying that uh, she's lying or not or that. 
Donna fell for it or whatever. Like I'm sure a lot of other people did as well. Millions to, to be, of people to, 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 to be watching all these people, it, right? To be yeah. watching it, but that like isn't that the point of it, right? Like you, I, you come up with some great story yeah. that that's this is impossible to believe, but it's true. That's like what every Netflix documentary yes. is right now. It's yes. Somehow this person got scammed into a dating app, and then they got this, that, and the other thing, and yeah. this person turned out to not be who they really were, yeah, and man, then they it's were crazy. stalking them and. Yeah, but like everybody loves those stories. Dude. They can't get enough it's of them. It's addictive. It's like scamming on on dating sites and social media and TikTok yeah. and stuff like that or murder. That's yeah. what everyone <laughs> wants to watch. That's all they want to watch. That's all they want to watch. It's that's it. Those yeah. are the number two number one things. Two number one. Number one and number two things that right. everyone's dialing into. Right. And like I tried to watch uh there's a there's a documentary on Einstein. And the atomic bomb. We're gonna the watch other it. Day. Me and, me and, me and Sam's well, want to watch. I needed. It. I had a hundred and three degree yeah. temperature, so I made it about fifteen minutes into it, and then I think I started hallucinating, right. and then I fell asleep. But it was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. I think people should watch more stuff like uh, that. My man right here said she went to his high school. Ain't no telling. I don't know. If, like I said, my wife, it was just funny. That and guy it, went to high school with the TikTok lady. Yeah, my man C Beck said he went to high school with the lady. Okay. All I know is this: it was she was hooked last night on this damn thing, dog. Right. I was just like, well. And she was telling me some of the stories. I was like, she's a yummy. She sounded like a yummy. A young dummy. A young dummy. If you're telling me that this man did this and said this in front of you, in front of other people, and you were like, okay, like, for real? I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't I, get it either. I, again, it's I, funny, though, because I understand right now. Because I don't, as soon as I went in there and I asked Trina, I said, Trina, you got that TikTok thing? She's like, yeah. And I was like, have you heard about that lady? And D- Dylan asked, oh, yeah, Randy, she telling the truth. <laughs> So Dylan is the what's Dylan's like what again? He's uh, fourteen and a half. He's fourteen and a half. half. Yeah. yeah. So so Dylan's yeah. the prime audience yeah. for this TikTok lady, <laughs> and she got him too. One of the many that she got. So now she's got these millions of viewers, yeah. and whether or not it's true or not it doesn't matter. She told a good story, Dude. and people are watching. So now she gets to make money off of I it. I ain't mad at her. <laughs> now, I ain't mad at her. Get your bread. Get your bread. Right. Do they make money off that stuff? Yeah, like you get enough views, and then you can start making revenue. Okay. And uh, I don't exactly know how that works, but a- advertising or we'll something like that. We'll figure it no, out. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we won't. We'll never figure it out. You were doing radio. <laughs> we're doing terrestrial radio, man. Oh, man. We, we're doing the oldest technology in the United States as far as communication goes. And I know we podcast. Yes. We did our podcast this morning. We're casters. Yeah, we're, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're casters. Couple, we're a couple podcasters. We're ca- yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, yeah that, that is such do a, the, do that, the is pod. Su- that is such the bro thing, Andy. That's I don't such know. a bro phrase. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we got to do the pod. Yeah, we're podcasters. Do the pod. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're podcasters. It is funny, though. J- just to sort of, we can sort of couch all this NFL stuff and get there in 15 minutes because I don't want to rush through any of these conversations. Back on the topic of, of JJ Reddick, because I'm, I'm with you. Like, I kind of find his tone on a lot of it's this a, stuff. It's, it's his tone. He just, it's his tone. He's such a Duke guy. He just thinks he's so much smarter mm-hmm. than everyone, mm-hmm. but he often is smarter than a lot of people when it but, comes to this stuff. Like he, when they, when they get to breaking down basketball mm-hmm. and really discussing like X's and O's stuff like that on his podcast, and he had Jamal Crawford on recently, mm-hmm. and they really get, they were talking about Victor Wembanyama, and it was just a great actually mm-hmm. that Jamal Crawford was on uh, Draymond's podcast. But that, anyway, th- when they really get into that stuff, it's really great. The reality is, people don't want that. People want him slandering Doc. People want the salacious, off-the-court soap opera stuff. That's really what it is. I'm sorry to to cut to the chase, but like we're just as guilty as anyone else as sports fans. We like reality stuff. We like nonsense. We like the soap opera. JJ said it this morning on on the show with Stephen A and those guys. He was like, when we do 
breakdowns of Zion's usage, that. they get 50,000 views. Yes. When he says Doc Rivers is yes. an unaccountable so-and-so, yes. he gets 10 million yeah. views. Yeah. Uh, it's all you need. Like th- That's the one of the best things about the modern media landscape is you get immediate justification or immediate feedback on what people actually care about. Oh, no doubt and sadly, about it. it would be great if people really cared about the, <laughs> the ins and outs of it. Yes. But they don't. No. They care about the headlines. Yeah. They care about the soap yeah, opera. And it Doc. is what it is. It is what it is. Like I said, he went at Doc, and it was it was, it was was more funny to me. I was like, damn. Like, because I didn't hear you said you've heard him before on other podcasts. I've never heard him before yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like, go after Doc like they've, that. And it's not just him. I mean, him and Jamal Crawford was on those teams, and, and Blake Griffin has talked about it, and DeAndre Jordan. Like, a lot of the guys that were parts of those Clippers teams have since mm-hmm. told their version of yeah. what happened there um, and, and said, you know, would it work if this would have happened yeah. or Doc did this or whatever? Doc also has told his version of what happened there yes. as well. It's always funny, the coach's version and the player's version, when they're not. Yeah, the same. Of course. Yeah, just like just like the whole thing. <laughs> they want to blame him, and yeah. he wants to just, blame just them. Just and... like uh, Mello, how Mello's coming out now and talking <laughs> about all this stuff. Although I, I never wanted to go to New York City. Well, hell, from everything that people were saying around that time, yeah, you did. Yeah, then why did they do it? You know what I because mean? Because they could have waited. They could have waited. And not given up everything that yes. they gave up yes. to get I didn't want to go to New York. Okay, yeah. well, fine. Okay, I didn't understand that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, uh, it's that day and age now that everybody's got to come back and, and, and re- revisit history of what yeah. happened because everybody wants to set the record straight their way. Yeah. yeah. Every, yeah. Everyone needs yeah. their story to be yes. the heroic one. Yes. I got right? it. Yes. Everyone has to come from nothing. Yes. I, I have to make it out of the mud. Yes. I came from nothing. Yes. We, and, and we didn't even have floors at my house growing up. <laughs> we didn't have electricity. <laughs> We didn't have any. I never met either one of my parents, and I did it all by myself. I pulled myself up by my boot. No, that's not true. Yeah. But then, so what? Like, no, I don't know why. It, why every story has to be this weird, like rags to riches. Like, well, you're just, maybe you're just really good, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, okay yeah. that you had, you know, Purpose. plumbing or, or, <laughs> when you were a yeah. kid. <laughs> you know, uh, like, no, not us. Yeah, not us. No, 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 no. But I was, yeah, I was like, okay, well. But that, that, but you're absolutely right. That is what you call it, shock TV, and everything yeah, like that. People what it like is. to see him, yeah. Because I mean, I'm listening to it on uh, this morning. I'm like, Damn. but the numbers don't lie. That's so, what people want. There's well, a when, reason, when you do the long form storytelling, people why, don't there's watch it. There's a reason why this man's show has been number one for all these years. Exactly. Is it, it is. It's it, what it, people it, want. It's what they want. And that's and what's funny is then people say they don't want it. Yes. Well, yes, you do because you keep well, watching. That's what we were talking about yesterday with Freaking when Freaking wanted to talk about the All Star Game. Is basically was was talking about it like I'm like, well, I mean, somebody's watching it. Yeah. Somebody's That's why it. they keep doing it. Yeah, it's the same thing every yeah, year with somebody, the with the, with yeah, the Pro somebody's Bowl. Somebody's watching it. Is like, yeah, the the NFL can't do away with the Pro Bowl because people are watching because it. it still does numbers. Yes, like it's still better than any college basketball game the whole year. It's still better than almost every NBA broadcast the entire year. And like, if they have to take a week of people slandering the product and saying that they should get rid of it. Mm-hmm. They'll do they'll that. They'll do it. Because they, you know what? They're going to roll it back out yeah, there Yeah, because they'll roll it back out there, and it'll be flag football, and three and a half million people will watch it, but three and a half million is quite a bit in this day and age right. when it comes to live television. And the NFL can handle the the, the blowback, blowback, if there isn't. If there isn't. Like the, the minor bump in like, the in the golden I, I, road I that the, the NFL where, has where, where did where um where uh, Silver Adam Silver was giving out the, the, uh, the MVP trophy. He was very disappointed. He started hurting his voice. But I bet he this point we saw that viewership. Ah, huh. yeah, viewership's up. <laughs> huh. Yeah, huh. and I don't know how. I don't, I don't know either. how viewership, but I guess I watched. So yeah, you gave some of your viewership. I did. I tuned in. I don't. So. Yeah. I, who am I to Who am I to say? I mean, did you did you did you tune in thinking it was going to be different? 
No. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just tune in out of habit, I think. Right. Like, I always watch the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And then I kept watching thinking, I don't know, maybe in the final five minutes right. they'll try. Right. Because what it was at one time was just a great pickup game between the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. And now it's not that. Mm-hmm. Now it's a bunch of guys out there vibing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Vibing. But it's, so, it's crazy because they know – that product is trash. They know people aren't happy with it. As sensitive as these damn athletes are, oh, they yeah. hear everything. Sure. They know. Yeah, but they'd rather take the hit for not trying hard than if they tried hard and people made fun of them. And then for be failing. called out. Like, look yeah. at this dude out here, man. Oh, he got dunked on. Look he got all, crossed over. Look at all, ca- all County. He at, lost. Look, look at all Bib County right here. <laughs> yeah. Look at all. Look at all. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll come back. We'll get into that. Uh, that Daniel Jeremiah mock draft. I would actually like to let you hear what Daniel Jeremiah said about the Falcons' philosophy at number eight, more so than the J.J. McCarthy pick. It's kind of what they're thinking about that pick. We'll get to that after this on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Really wanted to be in this pool party. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Midday show with Andy and Randy. That's all. That's a great AMA question. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a, a video yeah. that you wish you could have been a part of. Oh, this one. Uh, <laughs> tip drill up there. Ray's house. Sure, yeah, sure. That would have been Rump shaker <laughs> with the girl with the saxophone. What's the mystical one where they were at the party Danger. and everyone had masks on? Yeah. Yeah, I like to be at a party yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I always wanted to be at this pool party. Big pimping video would have yeah. been pretty good. Yeah, I think being in the pool party with just your drawers on, like like pocket, or like, because he has boxes on for the most part when at the pool scene. But then you thought about like, damn, pumps in the bone when Hammer had the little drawers on. <laughs> like, I don't want to be there. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't want to be at the party with Hammer and the little damn drawers. But in combat boots, but yeah, like, yeah, you could have, I would have had a good time at, at uh, at that part of a pot. I probably. I think yeah, it would have. It probably would have been a pretty good time. Yeah, I think so. Probably would have been pretty fun. All right. Uh, noon on Wednesday. It's hump day. Halfway to the weekend. Congratulations. You made it. A lot to get to uh, in this hour, 
including Grant McCauley, 20 minutes from right now as spring training continues. A lot of conversation surrounding who looks good and who's adding a new pitch. And you were playing me just the the, yeah. the crack of the bat. Yeah, Ronald Acuna yeah. takes a BP off Max Fried. Yes. Sounded like Ronald got the best of that one. <laughs> if not, it was a hell of a foul ball. Yeah, either that or it hit the mitt really hard. I don't know. I don't know if Max has heat like that. Yeah, it's not like Ronnie got him. Uh, we'll get to the back page with Bo coming up at 1240 as well. Yeah, I mean, the the thing with the draft, and everybody talk about it and everything, it's just one of those things where it gets people so upset. Like, like I looked at Rusty Manziel's face. Oh, yeah. And when he said J.J. McCarthy, mm-hmm. and the angst and the disgust that was on him, and I'm just like, it's just, it's DJ's first box. Second. Is it, oh, it's, oh, it's two. Yeah, 2.0. Oh. Mm-hmm. But still, it's only two. And it is just a mock And draft. it's just a mock. It and doesn't necessarily had, mean. We haven't had the combine yet. And the, that's true. And the workouts and everything like that. There's also a chance the Falcons could make a trade at quarterback before it, who the knows? draft even gets here. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But, yeah, I mean, this is the thing with the quarterback position, especially when there's two quarterbacks. All right. In this case, there's three that are projected to go top three. Mm-hmm. There's always the fourth and fifth guy there to get pushed up. Mm-hmm. It's never freaking fails. It never fails when there's a, a, two, two, let's say two guys that we know go one and two. Whoever that third guy is, he's going to get moved up. Mm-hmm. Just like in this in this case, whoever that fourth guy is mm-hmm. just going to get moved up. That's just how the draft always goes. Quarterbacks always get overdrafted. Yes, quarterbacks and always, they get, always get overmocked. Overanalyzed. Over, overanalyzed. Yes. Like, and that's the reality yes. of it. We haven't gotten yet to the point where, because Caleb Williams has been so far and away assumed to be yes. the number one for so long. Right. That will get boring to mm-hmm. the draft process. And then people will start deciding that it's either Drake May or someone else that needs to be at number one. We haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten to the we need more content so we'll nitpick Caleb Williams portion of the process yet. It's coming. But don't worry. It's coming. Caleb Williams will be out of the number one spot on some of these mock drafts by the time the draft gets here. He's going to go number one, though, by the way, just so you know. Like, that's what's going to happen at number one. Um, Now, Daniel Jeremiah did in this mock draft as well, um, as well as having the Falcons taking J.J. McCarthy. He had Jaden Daniels falling. He had him at number six mm-hmm. going to the Giants, okay. which I don't think is possible. I don't. I think if he falls past three, someone definitely trades up with the Cardinals or the Chargers to take him at four or five. Now, he doesn't have any trades in his mock draft. That's one of the things that they yes. kind of try yes. to avoid doing. Yes. I feel like the idea of, of D- Jaden Daniels falling to six is almost impossible. I just don't, um, I don't, but you never know. I just don't see how New England is is happy enough with their damn quarterback group. They can't possibly they, You be. can't possibly be happy with their quarterback group. So I was saying, is it, is it a case where they're going to go out and try to get a veteran in no. there? Because I heard something. Here's what I, Daniel Jeremiah said about it. Okay. He said – I don't want every mock draft to be the same, so I want it to be a little bit more interesting. He said, I think they'll take a quarterback at three, and if Jaden Daniels is there, they'll take him. Mm-hmm. But it's my second mock draft, and I wanted to shake it the up. Thing with so. the, the thing with the, the Patriots, and I, can't, oh, dog, I can't remember what analysts said this, but they had a good point about the Patriots. It's like, do you want to put a quarterback in that crap? They have a crap offense, mm-hmm. and it's bad. Like, it, 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 it kind of I, – I, I hope it wouldn't do this because I like Gerard. It would mirror what Bryce Young went through last year mm. with a rookie quarterback in New England. That's how raggedy their offensive line is, their skill position is raggedy. Well, Mac Jones is still going to be there. He's still going right? to be there. So maybe you draft a guy and I don't know. That's what I'm saying. But not at three. You can't take a guy at three and let him sit. Can you can. You? Well, I guess teams have. You can. 49ers did. You can. A couple years. And you can. You can. But, yeah, that's what I, I forgot who, which analyst said that. But I was like – it is bad. Yeah, it's it really is bad. bad. It is bad. Defense is going to be fine. Gerard, he's going to have him ready. But that offense, it's 
awful. Mm-hmm. And the lack of talent that they have on it makes it even worse. That's why they, Daniel Jeremiah had him taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay. That'd be a good pick. Hell yeah. Whoever gets Marvin Harrison Jr. Hell is a yeah. great pick. All right, let's get to an NFL no huddle. NFL no huddle every day to kick off the noon hour. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to markspain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Again, the man that made the mock draft went so far as to say, I just wanted to shake it up. <laughs> which to me would, would give you a good reason to not take it too seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he said, I just want to change things up a little bit. You know, it's not so much about where I think guys are going as it is that I think all these guys are going early and it's kind of a fit, whatever. Um, anyway, he had uh, Daniel Jeremiah, that is, J.J. McCarthy going to the Falcons. Here he is talking about why. J.J. McCarthy, a little bit of a surprise uh, there, going to the Atlanta Falcons based off just a lot of – a buzz and chatter of folks that uh, uh, are connected to those who interviewed for that job. And there seemed to be a, uh, a thought coming out of those coaching interviews that uh, from ownership at the very top, they want a young quarterback. Okay. So there you go. Uh, that's where I put JJ. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and that's interesting too, because that's okay. Remove the JJ McCarthy from it, uh-huh. because I know that's the one that has people fired up and just take the other thing that he said, which is talking to, People connected to so agents mm-hmm. for coaches that interviewed for that job. Mm-hmm. The big part of the interview process seemed to be at what least you do like that. Yeah, what are you going to do at quarterback? And we're interested in going young yes. at quarterback. Yes. So that you know, from an ownership level, Terry Fontenot's still here as a general manager. He was involved with that process. So it sounds like the brain trust at Flower Branch wants a young quarterback. That's fine. That makes sense. It does. It does. And it also helps inform a little bit of the conversation from now until whenever we find out who it is that, you know, Kirk Cousins, maybe not really on their radar. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson, maybe not really on Mm -hmm. their radar. Sounds like they, and I understand why they would want that. They've got a new head coach. It's a new regime. Having a young quarterback has a lot of benefits financially. It does. Um, And you have a coach and a quarterback sort of on the same timeline, which would be good. Um, yeah, sounds like they want a young quarterback. Whether or not it's J.J. McCarthy, I don't know, but yeah. a young quarterback makes sense. Yeah, they got to get a new starting quarterback, period. That's what the, Fal- the Falcons have got to get a new starting quarterback, period, no matter who it is. They got to get a new guy in there. And I know Desmond Ritter is considered still a young player and, uh, and developing all that. He ain't it. No. He's not it. No, no, no. You got to go and find you a young quarterback. If that's J.J. McCarthy, then it's J.J. McCarthy. Whatever. It's, it's going to be him. Uh if it's going to be Justin Fields, then it's going to be him. Because that's still a young quarterback. Yeah, he's still right? the other, Justin other young Fields quarterback. counts as young. Just, my thing with Justin is this: I would love for the Falcons to get him, but I I, I can't put everything well. All their all their problems are solved with him because if the, if he was who I think a lot of people are, p- are putting him as, then he wouldn't be about to get traded. The Bears wouldn't be picking where they are picking. Now they're they didn't have no skill position player, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? But I mean, the first year you get him a number one receiver, you saw what happened. He flourished, right? Mm-hmm. Cole Komet's a really good tight end. You know, so the dude has special talents, but is he a special quarterback? I don't know that about Justin either. Fields. I don't either. And I, I, I can't go all in where he's, he's going to solve all the problems. I can't do that. I'm not going to do it because he hasn't shown me that he can solve all the problems in Chicago. You know, and so – I mean, but maybe the problems in Chicago are so and they are, grand. They are bad because they, they've done this to three damn quarterbacks in a row where That's you draft the them into this raggedy-ass, right. lame coach situation. This man has had four coordinators right. in three years. Right. You can't win like that. Exactly. So maybe the Chicago situation is so broken yeah. that you can't even really analyze what the guy is as far as what he could and fix like, or what but, he can't. But are you, willing to, are you willing to gamble on that? I am. Okay. You're, you're gambling. You're going to gamble anyway. One way or the other, you're One gambling. way or the other, you're always right? gambling. But the thing about it is is the difference between gambling on a drafted quarterback and gambling on Justin is 
he goes out and has a season, he's about to cash out. Yes, you have to pay him sooner. Yes. There's no question yes. about that. But to get him, if you're talking about getting up to the top three picks, because, you know, you could sit at eight and you could take J.J. McCarthy probably, mm-hmm. unless his stock continues to right. rise more. Right. Or you could sit at eight and maybe you could, who knows, maybe Michael Penix blows people away at the at the combine. He is. He's probably going to, yes. but I, I don't right. know what he's all gonna he's going to do. He's going to We know that. But yeah. is he going to run? I don't know if he's going to run. What are his medicals going to say? I don't really know. Yeah. We'll see We'll see what happens with him and his stock. Or maybe there's another guy, that you, I don't know, Bo Nix or something like that. Yeah. I really have no idea. So you could get a quarterback at eight, you but can. is it a guy that you believe is a franchise changer? But that's the thing about it is, is that as much as if, if J.J. McCarthy is drafted at eight, it's going to be a lot of P.O.F. Falcon fan. Sure. But the thing about it is if we're if we're going at a situation where a lot of us said this during this process of hiring a new coach, let Terry cook, let Terry do his job, then why can't we believe that Terry did his job? They evaluate this kid as the pick of eight, right? That would that would be him cooking. Right. That would be him. The trust that we try to give to Terry Fontenot and Raheem that they look at this kid as the future. They they evaluate him because they you know what? They're gonna go into a deeper evaluation than any of us will. A deeper evaluation in character, plays, why why they ran the ball so much against Penn State. Obviously, because Penn State couldn't stop the freaking run. Because it worked. Yeah, because it worked. <laughs> they were just trying to you win, know, and it worked. You know what I'm saying? So there's going to be a lot of those things when it comes to it. Yep. So that's why I'm like, I can't get mad about it. If they, I, I don't think J.J. McCarthy's a good quarterback. I don't think he's an NFL starting quarterback. That's just my opinion off of what I saw. Now, he didn't do anything to wow me. He made some nice throws. The throw in the um, – what was it? The, the Alabama game – Unbelievable crossing route throw, you saw that mm-hmm. he's a hell of an athlete, but he didn't he didn't seem to me the reason why Michigan won games. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't the sole factor sure. of why they won. Games. No, no doubt. I mean, you know? he's very much like the the knock on him right now is he was so much a part of a system yes. rather than being the system. Yes. But at the same time, I mean, Michael Penix was the system. Yes. Like he was. Jaden Daniels did. was the system. People are still are still very much taking. Uh, McCarthy ahead of Penix right now for various different reasons. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Like I, I understand yeah, what you look at. I like what you said. The system. Caleb Williams, the system. Oh, he was the system. Drake May, yeah. the, system. the system. Yeah. James Daniels, the system. That's right. You know what I mean? Like you saw these guys do work. You saw JJ do stuff. Yes. But you saw these these dudes. Yeah. But you did also see. You know, when they needed him to make a he throw, he throw. could make a throw. He did. And they beat everybody. He did. So that that's the thing is like if if he was just a part of a system that got them to like nine and three, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then maybe nah, but he was a part they of a system that won the national yeah. championship. You know? So you can't really knock Harbaugh or anyone on offense for being like, you know what? We have this guy who can do a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but we also have these two really good running backs. Mm-hmm. We have this tight end we like to throw it to. Off physical, we have this great line. offensive line. Yeah. We're going to run the ball 26 straight times. Because they and can't we're, stop it. We're going to win the game. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to win the game. We're going to let this defense do their thing, and, and that's what we're going to do. So, no, I mean, I, I understand. And it, this is why when we started talking about it a month and a half ago, I, I you knew the J.J. McCarthy yeah. stuff was, was going well, to happen. Who, who, the hype who, 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 was going to Who were the guys we were talking about? We were talking about J.J. and Bo Nix. There we, we said yeah. J.J. and yep. Bo Nix. Yep. Because I promise you, if J.J. And then Penix will be on the reverse yeah. side of it. If Joe, if, if, if J.J. McCarthy goes that high, Bo Nix, don't nobody benefit more than Bo Nix. Yeah. If, if McCarthy goes eight, then Bo Nix goes like 11. There's no <laughs> way. Something like this that. Is a, this is a Christian Ponder locker type situation. Oh. This is a, this is Nobody a, wants to yes. hear those names. But not, not saying they're going to be like them, right. but this is going to be that situation. Whew, I hope they're not anything like yeah. them. Goodness gracious. Yeah, man.
Wait, wait, wait. All right, we'll come back. Grant McCauley's going to join us. He's been at spring training. He's seen all this stuff up close and personal. Interested to get his thoughts on Spencer Strider and some of the conversation uh, surrounding the new curveball that he's working on and other Braves news and notes coming up next with Grant McCauley after this on Sports Radio 92 the game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hump day. 20 minutes away from the back page with Bo. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. So the Braves' first spring training game uh, is coming up on Saturday. I know they've started full squad workouts and everybody has arrived. And it's ramping up to spring training getting underway on Saturday. We bring in Grant McCauley to talk with us about everything that's been going on over the last week down there in Florida. Grant, how are you? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, Grant. I want to go back to, because we talked last Wednesday, and then there was uh, the Ronald Acuna quote from Thursday that, that everyone was sort of talking about. And interested just to sort of get your, your take on what he was saying with that quote. Obviously, brave for life. Um, but what, what did you make of what Ronald Acuna said last week? Exactly what he said. I mean, in the context of what he was asked, it was, I know you're years away from free agency, but, you know, what are your thoughts of, you know, where do you see your career going? And he's like, it's no secret. I want to be a brave for life. And that is the beginning, the middle, and the end of that statement. That article that came out from CBS Sports may be one of the worst, most misconstrued and misguided attempts at journalism, so much so that you can't even call it journalism. So if you want my unfiltered thoughts, that is exactly that. But if you want my thoughts on Ronald Acuna Jr. remaining a brave, I think he's 100% earnest about his desire to remain with this club for the entirety of his career. When they say that, and, and, and to your point on top of that, is, is, is because why was he asked that question? Because that, that was my biggest thing. Why would you ask a guy with five years on his contract <laughs> what he thought about being a brave for life? Because obviously he has five years on his contract. I think that they need to tear it up and give him a brand new one. But why do you think – it's hard for me to ask you why, you why another person would think the way they thought. But he did ask the question about that, and Ronald – kind of, uh, in my opinion, insinuated that he's looking for a new deal. I, I don't think that he insinuated that. So, I mean, you know, so? everybody can interpret it differently. But standing right next to him when the question was asked, it's more of this is a guy that when he signed that contract had mm-hmm. just been the rookie of the year, was 19, turning 20 years old, and had his whole career in front of him. Now, as you come in, the context changes. He won the National League right. MVP unanimously so. Right. He did so at the age of 25, which is pretty impressive, Man, and has become one of, if not the best players on the planet, not named Shohei Otani, who does things that basically nobody else can do that defy logic. And, you know, it's, you can't imagine a, a player to be created in a laboratory the way that Otani was. But putting that disclaimer aside, that's the context for asking him just kind of where does he see it? And I think when you put in the backdrop of Ronald is one of a string of long-term contracts that have been given out for this club. So I don't think it's in any way, shape, or form to undermine the idea of, hey, he's under contract for three more years. There's two more team options. I think anybody with kind of a common-sense approach to the long-term contracts we see across the game with respect to his talent can see He's certainly worth a lot more than this deal, but this is not a holdout situation. This is not a, hey, I'm, I'm trying to leverage myself. I, I don't think it's any of that. I, I really just think it was an honest answer to a question that I think a lot of people are wondering is, okay, well, he's here now. He's supposed to be here for years, but is there a chance that he could be here for his whole career? I think right. a lot of people would like to see that, and I think that's what generates a question like that. Yeah, and look, from an – 
outsider's perspective, obviously you're there uh, every single day. It's one of the best parts about talking to you, especially this time of year. Um, but there, there's no hint of animosity from either side. I don't no. know why there would be. No. Um, but what what would be like a reasonable timeline for actually doing it? Like five years left on the deal is a lot of time left on a deal to renegotiate a new deal. When, when do you think he, he gets that next one, when he gets that next one? I mean, my opinion is the sooner the better. Right. I mean, is, right. does that mean within the next year, the next two years? Like not letting it get to the last free agent year, even right. though these are team options. So mm-hmm. I can't stress enough. He is essentially five years away from free agency. So there's no DEFCON level that needs to be raised for what's going on with Ronald, his contract, and his future with the Braves. He has a chance to continue on and by basically the age of 30, get out into free agency and make a whole bunch of money. And we've seen guys do that, whether that's Trey Turner most recently. I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, Otani is a different story, but and he's not in his 30s yet. But I guess what I'm saying is the free agent market is certainly bountiful for generational talent <laughs> and guys that yeah. lots of teams want to sign. So he's going to be in a good place regardless. But for the Braves, if they want to be in the best place possible, I do think that finding a new deal with him before this current one runs out, whether that's this year, next year, the year after that, or in some point those team options would behoove them to go ahead. And if you're going to back up the Brinks truck and sign another big contract, I think Ronald makes a ton of sense for that. And you know, the play on the field is just underscoring that these kind of talents, these kind of players don't come around too often. Hey, I, I, we're here. We were just talking about it earlier that Spencer Strider has a new pitch. I don't know what it's called. But, I mean, Andy, just, just uh, before we got you on, talking about he's only had 52 with starts. Mm-hmm. In the, in make, so he still is at a very infant age as far as a pitcher is in the MLB. Can you talk about this uh, this new pitch that he's – what is it called, Grant? Because I don't even know the name of it. It's curveball. I thought, I, mean, I thought they gave it a different name, oh. like a, a slot, whatever. No, no, I mean, he hasn't really renamed it. <laughs> I mean, we should name we it. Let's name it. Let's name it. Well, we all, we've all seen Major League, too. I don't know right. if you need to name your pitches sometimes. It goes poorly. <laughs> and I think Spencer's more of a, a fan of the true Major League and just let it lay with the first one. But putting all of that aside, I, I think that – you know, as we all kind of got used to the slider being called a sweeper last yes. year and had to update our vocabulary, I don't think we're in that kind of okay. position. But he spent time, as a lot of players do, kind of, you know, workshopping his pitches. And a lot of hitters, they workshop their swing in some of these laboratories, these performance centers that we find all across the country now. Everybody's trying to find that little bit of edge and, you know, take that information, that analytic, and make it work for them in the ways that you can you know, kind of size up the shape of your pitches. That's what he was really stressing after the live BP a couple of days ago in which he threw that. I'll call it a curveball because that's the action that it had. Right. But he was trying to kind of reshape his slider. You can try different grips. You can try different things in spring training. Does this mean it's going to become a pitch that he's going to throw? Um on a regular basis or, you know, become his fourth pitch or third pitch. And then the changeup still also in the mix. I don't really know, but this is the time to try that. And the work that went into the off season made him comfortable enough to throw it to a guy that hit 54 home runs last year. So that would tell me that he's at least considering what this could mean for him. Mm-hmm. And as somebody, Randy, to go back to your point with just over 50 starts in the big leagues, I mean, this is a guy that yeah, I've heard a lot of coaches going all the way back to Bobby Cox say, you need about 30 or 35 starts in the majors before you really know who you are. 
Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we've got 52. <laughs> yeah, so he'll, he'll build hopefully yeah. 30 or so more this year. Uh, Grant McCauley joining us, talking some Braves spring training as they get underway with the first spring training game coming up this weekend. Uh, but a lot, of, a lot of news and stories coming out of Florida. One of them being that uh, Marcelo Zuna continues to get reps at first base. Like, what, are the, what are the circumstances under which he would actually play first base in the major leagues? Uh, emergency would be the regular season <laughs> okay. circumstance, Good. but in the Grapefruit League, I mean, and this is something that Marcel had really expressed interest in last year was just, you know, trying it out and, and being able to be available for his club in its capacity where, hey, if you need somebody, I've done the work to be ready for that. And I think that, that when you're looking at teammates and things that you can do, I mean, he could just come in and hit and say, hey, I'm happy with my four or five plate appearances. That's kind of what I am. I'm an outfielder. If you throw me out there, I still remember how to play that, but I think it's somebody that sh- it shows some initiative, and I think that's a good thing. Brian Snicker did say yesterday that he's looking for opportunities to try him out in Grapefruit League play, kind of let him get some reps there in exhibition action, at the very least as a reward for all the work he's doing over there. I watched him yesterday. It's infield drills. It's nothing, you know, earth-shattering, but he's moving around pretty well, and he's learning. And at this stage of, of your career, again, to show that kind of initiative – I think that's a good thing, but the Braves are very happy with Matt Olson, who is very happy to play basically every inning of every game. So that doesn't really leave a lot of opportunity for the quote-unquote backup first base. I'm just curious, can he do that split, Grant, when it's coming in hot from like third? I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah, what's the stretch look like? I don't know about that. (laughs) Can he he do all that? I know we were just talking because obviously there were some uh, videos and everything of Ronald Acuna live BP against Max Reed. Now, I don't know who won, but it sounded like Ronnie won unless that was a hell of a foul ball. But where do you think Max Reed right now, because where Max is right now, because of the fact is that you know he's going into his last year of his deal, possibility of not getting the extension, his um, his mindset as he gets ready for this season. His mindset when I talked to him a couple of days ago is 2024. Right. That is his objective. Is he open to having conversations? I'm sure he and his representation are. But he also said dating is back as as far as Fan Fest a few weeks ago. I know the organization has a certain way they like to do these things, and out of respect for that. That's the way that we're going to approach it. They like to keep things in-house. They like to have those conversations that way. The Braves have done a marvelous job, and I say this as somebody who covers the team, of breaking their own news when it comes to contracts. You pretty much don't hear about it until that tweet or that that email hits your inbox, and all of a sudden, oh, so-and-so signed a five-year extension with two team options. That's wonderful. And they're giving 1% to the Braves Foundation. Like That's (laughs) just kind of the way that whole thing works out. So. I'd love to see one of those for Max Fried. I think he's an integral part of everything that they have built over the last six years, and I think there's significant tread on that tire, and he's the exact kind of pitcher that you want in your rotation. If you're going out and trying to fill a need, and a lot of people have said, well, he's in his last year. They shouldn't let him walk away. They should trade him. So no. then I invite you to tell me, how do you replace Max Fried on top of everything else you're doing? That's not an easy job. So it's, it's not the extremes of either or, but it is a position that you get into where we know that free agency being what it is, is a process that a lot of players go through. Would I like to see Max Fried in a Braves uniform like a lot of other Braves fans? Absolutely. And I think he's done everything that he can do on his side to earn that opportunity. Refresh my memory, Grant, because I know we've gone into the year with, with guys – uh, talking about contract extensions in their final year in free agency um, and then ultimately not getting them done. D- do the Braves kind of break off negotiations when the season starts, or is that something that they'll continue to do throughout the year? No, I, I don't think there's a hard and fast rule to say I, I don't know what the frequency of them would be. I don't know that there's uh, you know, anything that they've come out and said, okay, well, if we don't get it by a certain date, then that's it, and we'll just see in free agency – those conversations can still happen. The likelihood of them, once an agent, for example, 
sees that they have a player who's going to attract a lot of you know money and interest from other teams in free agency and have the chance to go get the quote-unquote market value, that makes it maybe a little bit harder to motivate both the player and the agent right. to say, okay, well, I could get $175 million out there, or I could take this offer that might be something different. And I'm just throwing a number out there, by the way. I, I don't know right. what he might get, but Carlos Rodon, for example, Aaron Nola, those kinds of deals, not hard to see Max Free getting one of those. Hey, real quick, uh, Grant, have, have, I mean, I know it's, uh, we talk about the team and everything, but there's also new coaches and everything. Have you noticed a difference without B.Y. and Ron out there? It's just it's different because you're looking for it mm-hmm. and because you get so used to it. But I think from uh, you know talking to Ozzy Albies yesterday, for example, you know the hard work is really the legacy of Ron Washington. I talked about this with Abe last night here on 92.9 The Game that you know they know what Ron Washington brought and what he instilled in them, and that's something that they can continue to do. So um, I would expect that, and I would imagine that as these new coaches, like Matt Tuiasosopo in particular, is the new third base coach, the guy who's going to kind of be the quote-unquote infield instructor. He might have to earn guru over time, but talking to Matt, he's very excited about this opportunity and appreciates everything that Ron Washington did to pour into him right. so that he can work with these guys to take them to that next level and keep them sharp. Grant, thank you. Appreciate, we you, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Grant McCauley there, 92.9 The Game, Braves insider. Love talking uh, Braves baseball with him every single Wednesday as spring training continues. First game on Saturday. Yeah, man. So we'll have a little is bit of action. Doing, great. Like, how long Chris ain't down there? I mean, I wouldn't be mad. He's on his way back oh, right now. Okay, okay. He'll probably go back down another time. Right. And then you know, he's, he's, you know, newlywed. I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I, Can't stay away too long. No, no, no. Yeah. Hey, well, you coming home, baby. Yeah, exactly. You gotta get back <laughs> up here. Alright, we'll come back. We'll get to the back page with Bo after this. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Midday show with Andy and Randy with you. Hump day. 20 minutes away from getting back into the big story of the day. Uh, thanks again to Grant McCauley for hanging out, talking some spring training with us. As uh, We were kind of looking at that list that we were talking about. Spencer Strider was 17th mm-hmm. on Major League Baseball's top 100 players list. Um, Matt Olson was 13th. What do you have? Uh, Austin Riley's 15th. Austin Riley's 15th. So you got three guys in that. Obviously, Ronald Acuna is going to be inside the top 10. I guess nine guys have been on in the top 100 already, mm-hmm. and they haven't done the top 10 yet. So, yeah, Braves are good. Yeah, they are. Braves are really good. Yeah. And that is, that's why I know Grant was sort of, um, you know, Grant wants to talk about baseball. It's something that we were talking about back in the first hour, which is there are folks that want to cover the sport and talk about the sport. And then there are folks that want to kind of fringe cover the sport and talk about the gossip. Mm-hmm. And Grant was like, yeah, I don't, I mean, 
I don't want to talk about that part of the Ronald Lacuna thing. Right. I just want to talk. I want to talk about. I want to talk about the baseball of it. So yeah, that was uh, the part of the conversation with Grant about that as well, as far as that contract and that comment and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, again, there's always there's 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 always. This is for me being interviewed by reporters as an athlete. There's always a reasoning behind the question you ask. You're not just asking the questions, ask the question. Oh, a reporter? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's always a reason. You would hope. You would hope. You would hope. There, there was no. There was no. Well, I think you're giving reporters too much credit, Randy. <laughs> I, just think, I, I just think that you know that's just my thought process. Especially why, in spring training. Why you ask me? That? I got yeah. five more years left. Why yeah. You yeah. Ask me? yeah. Oh, oh, I know why you asked because you want me to say something. Yeah. About it. I don't know who asked it. I mean, that's an interesting part of it as well. But but also, what's interesting is this right here, Jeremy Johnson, great. Hall of Fame head coach. Oh, okay. Dallas Cowboys. I thought you were going to go NASCAR yes. on me. He is now on the advisory board appointed by Jerry Jones. So is this mean Jerry's like, go listen to football guys now? <laughs> Jerry's going to get yeah. – I mean, he had, he, he had his most success under Jimmy. Yeah. So he's bringing Jimmy back. Now, he would he would put Jimmy in a damn on, uh, in the, For 30 years. For 30 damn years. 30 he years. Name, he wouldn't acknowledge uh, Jimmy. Acknowledge Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Now I need Jimmy to come say What did Jimmy again. do? Like, how, how did Jimmy think, how did Jimmy bridge or fix that bridge? Basically because he told him go to hell. Yeah, you know, Jerry wanted to take when Jerry said that anybody can coach his team. Oh yeah, and Jimmy's like blank. You. And then for thirty years, Jimmy was like, "See ya." But then obviously, I think I mean, what happened over the last couple of years? I to think sort it was of just one of the things up. where people were just constantly talking to Jerry, like yeah, Jimmy Jerry, deserves Jerry, this. I've been thinking about it yeah. a lot in the shower. Yeah. Somebody I, talked Jerry into stop like, being. Being bullheaded, little, you know, because these dudes were roommates back in college and yeah. everything. And yeah. I think I think somebody just got in Jerry's ear like, "Hey, we, hey, we need this. It'd be a good idea. Well, you don't need this. Is a damn cowboy. They don't need no good press. But it was like, it'd be a good idea. Might might not need good press, but like, it, it'd be a good idea. You might need some good advice. You know, like, it'd be a good idea. Look, he just got in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, let's let's patch this relationship yeah. up. Yeah, let's, let's get Jimmy in here because Jimmy they, Jimmy has not lost his mind as far as football. Nah. He hasn't lost his hair either. He lost his hair, which is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. All the chemicals that he put in there he that, must. that are still there. Yeah, like the fact that he still has that same haircut is is remarkable. Yeah, but, yeah, they yeah. should study his genetics. Yeah, that'd be interesting <laughs> right there. Is he like is he gonna be in the room with them? With advise on what? Who to draft? I don't know. Advise on, you know. Because remember last time Here's he, the advice that he should give uh, Jerry. Yeah. Stay out of it. Yeah. But yeah, hey, last time there was an advisor, we were just talking about him. He's, he's the new head coach in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. that's not going to happen. <laughs> Jimmy's 90. He's not taking that job. <laughs> Jimmy hasn't coached in 20 years. Yeah. He's the happiest man in the world yeah. right now. Hell yeah. He looks happier now than when he was in Miami. He was mad. He was mad at that damn <laughs> halftime speech. That was the funniest thing ever. The halftime speech of the, um, the Cowboys and Green Bay game when Jimmy went off. <laughs> it was so great. It's pretty, it, was, it was so great. They got some problems down there because their best player, he needs to go on vacation and stop doing podcasts and defending. Oh, is Micah doing yeah, a bunch yeah, of podcasts? Yeah, he needs to go. Just go on vacation. He's a real – as great of a player as he is. He's, he's a, a, a whining ass. He's a real chatty he's, he's podcast a real whiner. guy. He's a real whiner. podcast whiner. Go, 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 go on vacation. Man. All right, let's go get to the back page. Go down to the Mediterranean something. Sour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Hello, Bo. Well, y'all were right again. You freaking nailed it. Joaquin and Giselle are out of the closet. <laughs> what? What? Supposedly, Giselle's, Giselle's people tell People Magazine that they've been dating since June 2023, which is less than a year ago. When TMZ contacted Tom Brady's camp, Tommy says, well, maybe you make that 2023 a 2021. <gasps> 
Wow. Ooh. Really? That's what he said? That's what he thinks. That's what, oh, so now, to take y'all back, they didn't file for divorce until October of 2022. So they're, like, officially, they're dating publicly? They, they are dating. Wow. Do people use the term out of the closet to talk about making so. you, Okay. Just I think sure. I just Got, did that. Okay. Wow. All good. I was like, wait a minute. They're they're both gay? No, okay. <laughs> wow. So, wow. But when you hide something in a closet, you come so out So we were on. We were on that. No, y'all oh, nailed it. We were on. Yeah. We were all over that. Now, okay, Tommy, so, don't go get looking for that smoke though. Because so, that was that was the thing is we were right about it. We were right. So now, what's Tom do? Oh, Tom got to go date. Well, he's still dating Irina Shake on and off. Which one so. is that one? She's a hot supermodel. That's okay. fine, and I'm sure Tom's yeah. not gonna have any problem. No, so Tom's gonna be finding fine. dates. Tom needs to go. That's no, not the point. No, damn that. Damn. Oh, you think Tom needs to go up to now? See, this is Ta- just what Tom he thinks. Tom needs to go find the new Victoria's Secret girl. Oh, that's what Tom needs to like do. Like, what's the what's the like the closest to home he yeah, can hit? I yeah, yeah, thing? yeah. Oh wait, Tom, I'm thinking yeah. Sports Illustrated because why wouldn't that be funny? In the new Victoria's Secret girl, Patrick Mahomes' wife? No, she's Sports Illustrated. Oh, that. I don't know. Oh, she's about to start some crap. Oh no, the, he needs to go find the the the, the, the number one because I mean Giselle was it? I mean, come on, now. she was she was the she's like the highest the highest paid supermodel yes. of all time. Irina Shake is a model of some sort. She may model for okay. Yeah, but yeah, no, Tom need to go get Vic, Vicky Seek's next next protege. Okay. Like the twenty one year old one. Yeah, like yeah. The, the next Brazilian superstar. Yeah, that's what he needs. That's to what do. he's got. That's to what do. Tom, Tom's got to go do that. Yeah, them, them thoughts were in his head. Now, after they did announce that they were getting divorced, remember Giselle took off to Brazil. So and then Joaquin followed. So. so it wasn't football. It was Joaquin. Uh, wow. Maybe. It wasn't, that's brutal. It wasn't because he retired. That's amazing, though. Like, think about that. Maybe he came back and played because to just be like a big middle finger to her. Or like, just to be like, if we're going to get divorced anyway. If we're going to get divorced, I might as well just go and play, You're man. sleeping with the jiu-jitsu model. I yeah. might as well try to get one more it's Super Bowl ring. Yeah, Tom had the, had the damn divorce face. Oh, yeah. Remember how All skinny and ashy he got? Yeah. yeah. He, was, yeah. he was going yeah. through it. He yeah. was going through it. Yeah, he was... He was so stressed out he couldn't eat. Yeah, that wasn't TB12 skinny. That was I'm, that, yeah, that was woman problem skinny. Yeah, yeah. But that's crazy though. Like think about it. Like that means that's just what he assumes. Tom dude, Brady. That's why Tom Brady is the most successful athlete ever. And he's handsome and he's a model uh-huh. and he's all these things. Seems and like a nice guy. Cheated on and him. she cheated on him. That's nuts. With jujitsu instructor. instructor. That's why you don't take people with you on damn. vacation. Leave that damn person. Tra- hey, Shaw, come on over here. We can lift these coconuts together. Exactly. You don't take no personal trainer with you on vacation. That's why there's no such thing as, as being suspicious. There's no, I don't, nothing. <laughs> did, I don't think, did Tom and Giselle ever take Joaquin with them on I vacation? Don't I don't think so. I don't Giselle know. did. Giselle, Giselle did. definitely did. That's what that's what her cover up was. Oh, we take our jujitsu instructor everywhere. Yeah, that's like, yeah, don't vacation. With, that's what I'm saying. Jujitsu is that important hey, for my ten year old? Just kid. go with her. Go with her everywhere. Don't don't have the Joaquin and Tom Brady situation. Don't have the Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher situation. Exactly. Don't have it. Just right. go with y'all two. Yeah, because people, oh, you look jealous when you act like that. Well, you know what? I'd like to look jealous and married. Yes, and not look not jealous and single. Yes, because she cheated on me with a jujitsu model. I still got to see him though. Stay tuned. I gotta, exactly. I got to take Tom. Still has to fight to, him too. I got to take the, the risk of getting my ass whooped. He has to. I, just for yeah. just to save face. Yeah. Maybe we can bring it back on like celebrity death match or something. That way it could be claymation figures and Tom. Got to bloody his nose or something. Something, dog. He got it. Something. He has to. He's so got to. He's got to get some get back on Joaquin. <laughs> something. Uh, I knew it. Joaquin's a sex name. Yeah, man. I knew it. He's a jujitsu. <laughs> right. jitsu instructor, and his name's Joaquin. Damn you know what he's gigolo. doing. He's a damn gigolo. Y'all nailed it. So uh, I've never really wanted to be a Cleveland Guardians fan as much as I do right now. Maybe not even a Guardians fan, but the Guardians are doing one of the coolest things ever as far as nerds go. And, uh, and I really appreciate it. So in case you did not know, there is a solar eclipse 
later on this year. It's actually happening in April. Right. Um, the span of this solar eclipse goes from like southwest Texas up to Maine. If you okay. want to draw that line across the country, those are the state or that's the area that at some point during the day they're going to be able to see the full solar eclipse, the moon right in front of the sun. So it's going to be over the Cleveland area around four o'clock on April eighth. That's the day that the Guardians are supposed to have their home opener. The Guardians normally will have first pitch at four ten. Really? Right around the time as a home opener. I mean, right around the time as a solar eclipse is supposed to happen in Cleveland. The Cleveland Guardians are moving their start time to 5-10, but opening the stadium at the same time so that fans can come in, watch the solar eclipse from the ballpark. They're probably passing out solar eclipse glasses, yeah, glasses. and all kind of. Yeah, yeah. They're making a thing out of it. Cool. I saw this. If the Braves weren't in town, I would fly up I there saw, and go to this I game. saw this where they were like, they're having, like Delta's doing flights. During that time. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought I saw they were leaving from like Austin or something oh, around that fly time. Fly the path yeah, of the. Yes. And wow. so, yeah, yeah, they said wow. they were doing they said they were, cool. they said they were doing that. But um, yeah, they said this is the last one until like. Next year, probably. Okay. Because yeah. there was one a couple have, of years ago that went, went right through here. We haven't had one here since like 2010. Oh, I thought it was a or little. Or like 10 years ago. What was bad. the one we went. We could, no, we were, were we working together. There I, was one recently where you could see a piece of the moon in front I of the lived sun, but not here, the whole thing. But the path went like straight through North Georgia, we went to, um, Western Carolina. We went to yeah. Op Pam's. You're right. Uh, we went to Op Pam's Lake House. Me and Donna went up to Op Pam's Lake House yeah. up there. Yeah, it was uh, crazy up in Livonia. Yeah. Like it got to dark. It. Yeah. it got dark. It was pretty cool. No, they're they're really, really cool if you if you ever get the chance. Yeah, Samson was a baby. Samson was. It was about ten years ago. Yeah, so Samson, I, yeah. Samson was a baby. I lived here, but I wasn't. Full time at ninety two nine, so right. it was like two thousand seventeen, probably. I, I thought it was so, it was something. What year was that? Because I know because we went up to. I remember we went up to the, the house. Me and Donna, we went up to Aunt Pam's Lake House because yeah. that's where they had it at at that little lake thing, and you sat to wear them glasses yeah. and you saw it. That's that was when, like ten years uh, ago, was it? That's when it was seven years ago, I think. That's when that's when Tom should sneak August twenty first, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, so that's when that's when the when the sun is eclipsed. That's when you get Joaquin right in the back oh, of the knee you with a Dude, you gotta sneak tire iron. You gotta sneak in. Or something. Then you start calling Tom the ring of fire. That's what <laughs> oh, we see during a solar eclipse. There you go. That's <laughs> what you do. All right, we'll come back. We'll get to uh, the big story of the day to kick off the one o'clock hour. Thanks for being with us on Hump Day, Sports Radio 929 the game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the midday show with Andy and Randy with you here. Hump day. Thanks for being with us. Final hour. A lot to get to. We'll get to the most important story of the day in just a couple of minutes from right now. Uh, Back into some Falcons draft, free agency, quarterback conversation. Daniel Jeremiah's most recent uh, mock draft has the Falcons taking a quarterback at 8. And we'll get to an AMA at 140 as well. Any question? Any topic, phone lines will be open. Text us or tweet us. All the the usual avenues to ask us a question will be open and available to you. We'll answer your questions to the best of our ability. Oh, man. Uh, obviously, um, LA United comes back this weekend. Yeah. And then I was just looking up. They got, yeah. They're talking about uh, the the, uh, the Miami team down there. And I, I, I keep forgetting they got when got everybody. Yeah, well, all Messi's buddies. <laughs> all of Messi's homies. Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, you want to come over here and bite some people's forehead? Yeah, come on down. Yeah, come on over here, dog. You know, the, the penalty's not going to be as severe. You know, but yeah. He hasn't bit anybody in like a decade almost. It's been a while. I, so, I, yeah. I got to let it go. He's recovering. He bit the hell out there, dude, though. He bit a couple people. Yeah, dog. <laughs> and, he got, and he got them biting teeth, too. Yeah. Yeah, he got oh, them. Yeah. 
Like he got them. He's got chompers. Teeth. Yeah, dog. He eats. He, it's he, all like up front. Yeah, dog. He eats a, a cucumber from the middle. <laughs> like, yeah, it works it out. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he, he gets busy with them chompers right there, dog. But uh, we laugh because you know we. It is uh, as we like to say, list season, mock season, over evaluation season, season. You name it. You name it, and everything like that. And it's always whoever you prefer to listen to. That makes the guy you want look good, right? Or yeah. bad, or bad, mm-hmm. and, and so things like that. So I mean, I don't, I don't really, because I, I don't, I, and I, I would never ever put on like I watch film and break down. I don't do that no more. I ain't got time for it. It ain't even my job to do that. But I think that every quarterback that comes into every player that comes into the league is not polished. This is a different game, so you got to right. learn to to play this game because it's complete. It's, it's football, but it's a different kind of football. It's a lot more structured football. It's a lot more. You know, the the width of the field is not as important as it is in college, i.e. Uh, ha, hash marks mm-hmm. and things like that. So, I mean, when you look at the quarterback situation, I specifically here, when you look at – I was thinking about this morning. When you talk about the coordinator, where he came from, mm-hmm. and everybody automatically goes and assumes that they're going to run the offense like how the Rams run, which is, which is not going to be the same because with Sean McVay – with Kyle Shanahan, with McDonald's, with um, with Zach Taylor, all these guys that all coach together, what they do is they fit their system to their personnel. And so when you sit and say, well, they just run 11 personnel, well, that's what their personnel does. Their best position players are certain position players. Mm-hmm. The Falcons' best position group is their running back room. Mm-hmm. So you would imagine that you're going to do more things that cater to them until you find out what you want to do with your, with your offensive Personnel, but I think that's the thing when we talk about this offense and everything, the quarterback and who fits a system and everything. I think obviously you want the quarterback. You got to get the quarterback, but you also got to get the system to fit the personnel that you have. Yeah. And the and the Falcons personnel is different from the Rams personnel. Mm-hmm. It's different. It just is. The other thing about the Falcons' current situation is obviously the focus is going to be on the quarterback and they and and who they bring in and and what that means. But like from a skill position standpoint. The cupboards are pretty well stocked. Yeah, like you're you're gonna have the guys that you have, and gonna have them for the next couple of years. Like Zach Robinson takes over an offensive room that has guys that can make plays yeah. at wide receiver. Now they're mm-hmm. gonna need another wide receiver, yes, they and are. they can address that yes, at some point are. in the draft. It's an incredibly deep wide receiver year, yes. just like every year for the last ten years, yes. and every year going forward Dude, because you know, guys play wide receiver now. It's it's amazing when you look at this draft of wide receivers. I mean, it's crazy. It's unbelievable the talent and the depth that they have. Yeah. at the at the receiver at the receiver position. Uh, and that's the thing, and that's always the key with an offense is that just because an offense is geared a certain way where a guy may have come from, it can be completely different when he gets to your team. And that's, and that's going to be the case here in Atlanta. It's not going to be like, oh, well, you see a lot of Rams stuff. It's not going to be like that they, because the Rams, the Falcons don't have a Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. but the Rams don't have a Drake London. Mm-hmm. They don't have a Kyle Pitts. And so you've got to use and put your personnel in different situations to, to succeed. You made a good point last week about just sort of thinking about the Rams as the example and how they adjusted the way that they ran their yes. offense based on their personnel. Based on personnel. When they had Todd Gurley, they featured Todd Gurley. Yes. Like he was the number one most yes. featured player in the NFL. Yes. And he was the best player in the NFL yes. for like 35 games. Yes. And then he got hurt, and that was that, and they pivoted. Mm-hmm. And then they made it much more about Cooper Cup and about the quarterback and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they were still really effective yep. because they had a really smart offensive play caller and, then what did they and, do? and other guys. And then in what that they do this too. year? They went back. They went, yeah. Back to the running game. 
Williams was a dog yeah. this year. Because they added, had that guy again. Exactly. Finally. And then you added another receiver in Puka Nakua yeah. to go with Cooper Cup. I mean, and you just, the offense just evolves. And that's the and that's the, the best because that's why I love Sean McVay as a coach. That's why when Sean McVay, when they kind of fell off a little bit, people were at questioning some of his things. And he was able to reinvent himself yeah. as a play caller and as a head coach and play to the strengths of what his team was. Yeah, I think the most impressive th- – I mean, look, he won a Super Bowl yeah. at an incredibly yes. young age. So yes. that's the most impressive thing. But there was a lot of people thinking that he was just going to walk away. Yes. Like, all right, he struck while the iron was hot. They mm-hmm. made this big trade, blanked those picks, all that kind of stuff the wheels have fallen off and he's just going to go get paid to be an analyst for the rest of his life. Not even 40 yet, but he's going to walk away from it and go be an analyst for the rest of his life and just sort of wonder, okay, what if he would have stayed there? We consider him to be really good. And he was like, nah, I like coaching. I like coaching. I'm going to keep coaching. And, you know, what's Stafford going to look like this year? He was awesome. Yes, he was. When they were healthy, they were really good. Like, I think this year, in terms of what he was able to do with this roster, one of the the most impressive coaching jobs that he's had. Look, he's been good since he got here. Right. Like, did they make the playoffs his first year I, I'm a, I think if not so. the first year to second they lost the Falcons yes. the Falcons beat him and then they That's went on right. the road that and, is right. and, and lost to the uh, the Eagles who was back in 2017 mm-hmm. so he's been successful from the very beginning in a variety of different ways all that to say yeah like you gotta you gotta match all of that together I don't know that that means anything about who they go and get at quarterback. What we, what I think I think there's what? a lot of different ways that it can work with a lot of different types of quarterback. Yeah. He, here's what I would here's what I would caution people though in doing because I think we started down this path because of a tweet we got right? right. Everyone's favorite thing right now because so much of this this draft ecosystem is is based on negativity. Yes, right. You want to look at film, whether you're qualified to do it or not, it's fine. Whatever. Break down film if you want to and post the results of it. That's fine. There's obviously people that do it that I'm going to take more seriously than others, but that's fine. There's a lot of people doing it, and it's probably good that there's a lot of people doing it. Just focusing on what someone isn't or can't do, like, that's the job of the team. Mm -hmm. Like. You also have to talk about what the guy can do because there's a reason he might be the number one pick or the number five pick or whatever. Like, there's a lot of things that Caleb Williams can do that teams love and are the reason why they're going to take him number one overall. Yeah, all right. Maybe he skipped a handshake line one time. Or 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 he's a little loose with the ball. He's loose. His numbers were down. I mean, because there's a lot of factors that go into numbers. There really really is. It's it's, it's, uh, when you get those numbers – Oh, he threw for four thousand yards. Well, how many of those? Where were where was the game at when he threw for all those yards? You know, like the whole thing with uh, that was a, that was that big thing with Desmond Ritter. You know, all those. Oh, they have uh, four hundred yards of offense and all the. Well, when was the majority of those yards? Yeah. And how many and points were look- they down? And what was the right. circumstances of having to do all these different things to get to that number? Mm-hmm. You know, there, I mean, there's always a factor to everything that goes on in the NFL game and everything. And the hardest position to evaluate is the guy who does it. The quarterback is the hardest one to get. And that's why I said I don't know if there is a right answer or if there's a wrong answer to who's going to be the quarterback. I know the right answer is that Desmond Ritter's not going to be that guy. Yeah, that's the, that's true. That's, that's the right answer. And that's because of what the the, the uh, Terry and those guys have said. Yeah. They've made it clear. Yeah, that's out. That's out. That's out. We're done with that. That's out. We gotta go that's get, not it. That's yeah, not the conversation. Go get, we got to go get a guy. Yeah. Based and, on what Daniel Jeremiah said on his podcast this morning, a lot of what he's hearing is, Veteran quarterback is out. Mm. So the Kirk Cousins, the Russell Wilson, that sort of path, they're not interested in that. Now, maybe they might get reinterested in it if they strike out in other ways, but they're interested in going young. Now, that means drafting a guy or, I don't know, is there anyone that qualifies as young 
outside of the draft and Justin Fields? No. Not really. So those, those are kind of the, the paths that it sounds like they're going down, which, fine. That's fine with me. I understand why they would do that. Yeah. But the thing, there's, but the thing with it is, there's so many decisions to make because of when the draft is. Draft's in late April. Mm-hmm. All right, so now you got this situation. I still think that the Justin Fields thing is going to happen sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. But I could be wrong. But I think that's going to be the case. You talk about Russell Wilson. He's in a situation where he still plays for the Denver Broncos. Yep. And I don't think there is 31 other teams that would trade for him, knowing no. what the Broncos owe him. No, no one's going to trade. For him. You know what I mean? Then you're in a situation with Kirk Cousins. Kirk. 36 shows coming off an Achilles. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. You just don't know when he's going to be re- even now, ready. Somebody's going to pay him. Yeah, and I think and it's, it's gonna probably going to be the Vikings. Be Vikings. I yeah. didn't think so, too. But then, there, I mean, that's the thing with it is because of the young quarterback, you're absolutely correct. If, if, it, if it goes the way DJ says it, then it's either Justin Fields or it's a drafted quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I was tracking my brains about a young quarterback that you could trade for or somebody like that. Right. Sam Howell? <laughs> you know, call Washington about Sam Howell? No. Trey Lance? Trey Lance? No. No, no we don't. No. no. Yeah, so, I, I mean, there's just so many options out there. Which, by the way, I, is what I, I want, personally. I, I want someone – I look, go back to where we started with this whole thing when you knew the, the coach was getting fired and you were going to have to go in a different direction with the quarterback. Raheem Morris was the guy I wanted at, at uh, head coach. Mm-hmm. And trading up for Caleb Williams was the guy I wanted a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, they did the first part. Right. Different reports on what it might cost to do the second part. Because the second part. Go for it. The second part. The only thing about the second part is this. Like, the Bears have not had. I've never. I've not heard any inkling of the Braves. Are, I mean, the Braves. The Bears are moving off this pick. Mm-mm. I don't understand why Washington would move off this pick. Mm-hmm. And the only, the only argument I heard about New England was what we talked about was the simple fact is that you're going to put a they're gonna be quarterback. Horrible anyway. They're going to be horrible anyways. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, hell, as bad as they are, they might get the number one pick next year. They might. You know, that's how bad Whew. they are. Whew. That's, a t- that's a tough way to sell yeah, it, though. Man. I know. Gerard's like, all right, we're going to suck anyway. Yeah. Robert Kraft, Robert here's Kraft, the deal. Here's the deal. You're going to have to swallow this one for a year, Yeah, all let's right? put Mac back out there. Put Mac back out there. <laughs> that's a guaranteed 12 losses, maybe 14, all right? Yeah. We're going to stack up the defense. We're going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. We're going to wrap him in bubble tape, and we're not going to let him get hurt at all. And then we're going to go back to the drawing board next year. Yes. Ooh, that's going to be a tough sell. All yeah, right, let's get, to the, <laughs> let's get to the big story of the day here briefly. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical treatment for joint pain. Bow! He might be the only guy I know that could go out and top what he did last year. I mean, and um, I know just seeing him at, at FanFest a few weeks ago, how excited he is. And, and uh, you know, he, and there's another driven young man that, that just wants to continue to get better and, and uh, has a lot of fun playing, which I always say if I had that kind of ability, I'd have fun playing too. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yeah. You can have fun playing like Ronald Acuna. Hell yeah. Then you just can't have fun. Uh yeah, I mean that's a that's a part of it. That could have been Snit talking about Ozzy, Michael, Michael. That could have been Michael. Yeah. Could have been Spencer Strider. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the fun thing about this Braves team. I, I do think that's a part of why some of the national outlets picked up that Ronald Acuna quote the way that they did, because there isn't really Nothing anything to talk about, to talk about yep. when it comes to the Braves, other than they're really, really good and they're probably going to be really good again. Look, the Max Fried contract negotiation. We asked Grant about it. They're not going to get anything done before the season no. starts. They're just not. Like, yeah. if Max has waited this long, why not pitch this year, pitch your best, and get to free agency the same way Freddie Freeman did, mm-hmm. the same way. And, look, see what they got. Like, Dansby Swanson got way more money than he was going to get if he would have stayed here. Freddie Freeman got more money mm-hmm. than he would have gotten if he would have stayed here, but he went to free agency and he was able to sort of negotiate it that way. Max Fried's going to hit the open market. 
Maybe the Braves can make him an offer in the open market that would keep him. But if I'm Max, I'm going out there, A, trying to stay healthy because he missed half the year that's last the year, thing. remember. Mm-hmm. And B, just trying to have the best year you can have and, to and, maximize that earning. And that's the only thing he can do. He can only control what he can control. He cannot control when the Braves, if the Braves do anything as far as uh, extending him or anything like that. He can just go out there and just control. And when he's, when he's Max Freed and he's healthy, it's nasty. I don't remember them extending a free agent in season. I know that I know the Michael the Harris stuff, yeah, the young guys, sometimes that happens in season. But was that's, Arcea free, that's different. Is Arcea going to be a free agent? I kind of guess, but that was before the year started it last was. year, too. Remember? Right. Like, that yeah. was right after they lost Dansby. They got Arcea for like three years, eight million or something. And he just happened to be the all star starter, which is outrageous. Um, yeah, I think once the first pitch is thrown of the season, those negotiations. Are I agree. Done. I think so too. I think so too. And and uh, it's unfortunate because uh, because of the track record of the Braves yeah. with with the with the player in Max's uh, in this situation. Yeah, you want to keep him. Yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, and and like Grant said, if if and if he's gonna if he's well, he says he's focused on twenty four. That's all I can do. Yeah. Yeah, because twenty four is gonna be a fun year. As long as Max stays healthy, Max gonna win. 17 plus games like that's That's simple as that yeah he's gonna make playoff starts and this team's got a chance to go basically as far as his spencer striders chris sales and charlie morton's health takes them because if those guys are healthy in the playoffs the braves are gonna beat everybody all right we'll come back we'll get back into that falcons quarterback conversation some of the some of the mock draft stuff that's out there as well don't go anywhere sports radio 92.9 the game Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Midday show with Andy and Randy. Hump day, 20 minutes away from the AMA. Any question, any topic, phone lines will be open. 404-726-0929. Text us or tweet us as well. This hour, final hour of the midday show, brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season at mancavestore.com. Oh, you saw what Orange sent us. Look, Jeezy had a a tiny desk concert. Yeah, Jeezy's got a tiny desk concert that that came out today. Which is so cool. Check that out. Check that one out a little bit. They've been doing a great job with all kinds of folks lately, like guys that you might not expect to have a tiny desk. Like Juvenile had one. It was incredible. Yes. Uh, Obviously, Jeezy is going to be incredible. Uh, Scarface had one not long ago. That was fantastic. So, Um, unbelievable. Check it out. Unbelievable. I know uh, you had brought this up to my chat because I didn't see it, but you were talking about uh, uh, reporter. Whatever from the uh, Pittsburgh paper, yeah, saying because I think that's a, uh, another place where quarterbacks going to be a situation, mm-hmm. uh, and we know that Mike T said after the season that he's going to bring in competition mm-hmm. for Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. and so then there's always the rumor you hear a lot of Russell Wilson going there, Justin Fields obviously uh, one of those names mentioned in the trade form. It, it could be a situation where you might get that that twentieth whatever pick they have for compensation mm-hmm. for Justin Fields, and you had an interesting the guy. Well, shoot, I don't, ha- I don't have the quote up in front of me anymore, but that's all right. He's like the main beat reporter from the yes. main Pittsburgh paper yes. saying essentially that they're not bringing in someone uh, who could be a starter, someone yeah. that would want to be a starter. And that's not competition. That's Can not competition. Exactly. Yeah, that's not competition. Yeah. That's Really, that's kind of the same thing, and it's slightly different, but a similar situation to where their offensive coordinator, who's yes. Arthur Smith, yes. was, was in here. Like, right. 
Taylor Heineke wasn't competition for Desmond Ritter. Exactly. He was brought in to be the backup for Desmond Ritter. Yes. They made that very clear throughout the entire process they that sure that did. was what the situation was with Desmond Ritter. Uh, and, yeah, they made it sound like earlier in the offseason that, yeah, we want to bring in someone to compete with, with Kenny Pickett. Now it sounds very much like that's not the case. Is it com- so. They want somebody to compete with him or, or somebody that, that doesn't want to compete for his job? I don't know. You know or like, maybe, maybe they just don't want to pay the, the price that it would be for one of those guys because Kenny Pickett's still a first-round pick, right? He, he would be in his third year coming up this season. Um, I mean, obviously, you're not bringing in um, Kirk Cousins to compete. No. Kirk Cousins would be coming in for a lot of money to be the starter. Ru- you're not bringing Russell in. You're not bringing in. Russell Wilson in bringing, to compete not, either, although not. it would be an incredibly low price probably. No, it would be. Yeah, he might make it less than Kenny Pickett. Probably would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he might make league minimum for a veteran if he gets bought out and cut by the Broncos, which what it seems like is going to happen. Um, yeah, and same thing with Justin Fields. So th- those guys are all, you know, starters. obviously starters. And so – so they don't want to bring in competition, then no. I suppose. So yeah, that's a totally, you know, that's not what they said. So no. all right, okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, well, that, that Kenny that, Pickett's that happy about that. Of course he is, <laughs> because he wants to be the starting quarterback. And no, and and that's another thing where you you look at uh, situation of offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who the hell was calling? Like, was it Matt Canada or something? Yeah, it and was. Then they fired him. It was Matt Canada. Had put somebody in 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 the season, and then he uh, and Mike T. He was he's a man of war. He said, "I'm going outside this organization mm-hmm. to go get me an offensive coordinator." And obviously, he went out and got uh, Arthur Smith to come in and be his OC and coach his next quarterback. They d- yeah, they made good on that promise. They were going to go out and get somebody different to yes. be the play caller. Yes, and so they did that, which I think was a good move by by Mike T. And now there are situations, you know, like if you look at between Pittsburgh and here, I think. If I could have a better offensive line, mm-hmm. uh, I think you can call it a push as far as skill position. Okay. Maybe even at running back also, mm-hmm. you know, but I think the offensive line is better here in Atlanta than it is up there. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that they're going to have to address in the draft. Yes. And you, again, we've been talking about this Daniel Jeremiah mock draft a lot today because mm-hmm. he had the Falcons taking JJ McCarthy at number eight. Mm-hmm. He's got the Steelers taking the, the tackle, could play guard as well yeah. out of Washington, yeah. Troy Fatanu, who. I don't know. That just feels like a Steelers pick. You know, when you see some of these guys, yeah, right. like it almost it's it's usually, you know, another one that probably won't happen, but if it did happen based on his mock draft, he had Brock Bowers falling to 18 and going to Cincinnati. Brock Bowers is Cincinnati Bengal is such a cheat code. If they if if they put with that, if they franchise T Higgins, oh my god, and they pay Jamar Chase and they draft Brock Bowers yes. and Burroughs healthy throwing to those guys, oh god, what a joke. Oh god, oh god. <laughs> that sounds like how you try to stop Patrick Mahomes. Yes. That, that sounds as you like load what up, that is. As you load up on damn offense. Yeah, no, it, it's usually um, it's usually Ravens picks that when I see them, I'm like, ah, yep, that's what it is. It's a Raven. Sa- same one here too. At 30, he has the Ravens taking Amarius Mims out of Georgia. Yeah, and if if Mims goes to the Ravens, he's an all-pro for a decade. Yes, and that, and, and that's, and that, and that is, is always one of those organizations that just seem like they get it right. Yeah, they do. And you look at Pittsburgh, I mean, I think they're going to move Broderick over to right tackle, I mean, over from right to left next year. Uh, we talked about the skill position everything they got. They got dudes. They just got to get somebody to get there. And, you know, I mean, if, if you're going by what this article says, it's that basically Kenny Pickett is going to be a strong quarterback, mm-hmm. right, until he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would go against what Mike T said as far as bringing in competition for him. Because if you're bringing in competition for him, you're bringing him with somebody to, if he's not, if he's better than Kenny Pickett, he'll start in front of him. Yeah. And look, they're not going to draft a guy at 20. No. That wouldn't make any sense no. with other needs that they have. Spending money on one of those big name free agents sounds like no. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe you bring in a, I mean, you already had kind of that yeah, guy. Yeah, Trubisky. Trubisky. You let him go. So maybe, I don't know what. Oh, who, is Mason Rudolph in there? 
He's, he's always there. He's always there. Yeah, he's around. always there somewhere. So he's an option if you want to bring him in. Yeah. But I think you've seen what that looks like. Right. Um, the most memorable moment of Mason Rudolph's career got, is – got to beat down with his own helmet. One of the worst moments <laughs> yeah. a guy could ever have. Got beat down with his own damn helmet. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe you get – who do you even think? I'm trying to rack my brain. Heineke's probably going to be available. Yeah. Maybe they bring him in. And then it's literally the same situation <laughs> that Arthur Smith was in last year with the that'd Falcons. That would be pretty damn yeah. funny. If he goes out and get Taylor Well, Heineke. he knows the system. He does. <laughs> he, knows he, knows, system. he knows the verbiage. One interesting thing we were talking about during the break as well um, is, you know, obviously the running back position does not have the same value on the market that it had in, in generations past, certainly not draft value that it had in generations past. Having a really good running back or a good running back room is obviously still incredibly important mm. in the NFL. They don't pay them the same way, but I don't know. still really nice to have a guy that you can hand the ball to when you need to hand the ball to someone. There's probably not a first-round running back in this draft. I doubt it. There's a chance that there's not a second-round running back in this draft. The number one guy right now is Bucky Irving out of Oregon. Really good player, mm-hmm. but sort of like a, almost like a change of pace kind of guy. Like he's your second person. Mm-hmm. You like to get the ball in his hands. He's explosive playmaker kind of guy, but you're not going to hand Bucky Irving the ball 25 times no. a game if you want to keep no. him healthy. So it, it's, it's good as we sort of evaluate where the Falcons are at positionally. It's a good year to already have your running back room taken care of, as the Falcons do, because it's a very thin running back draft. Yeah, but it's a very uh, thick running back free agency. True. You got Josh Jacobs, Saquon, Mm -hmm. Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got those guys. And I can see all of them guys playing on different teams. Maybe maybe Jacobs gets something done with with, uh, Vegas. But I think think Derrick Henry is gone, and I'm pretty sure Saquon's gone. I'm pretty pretty sure it's safe to say that those guys are gone and everything. And like you said, the Falcons, they have no problem. Yeah. As I said earlier, I think that their running back room is the best room on their offense. I'm about the room, you know, uh, you know, because of the fact is that they're, we've seen more of them, more positive out of them. Not saying that the receivers and everything, we just haven't seen the receivers utilized the way they should be. We were talking about um, last week, I think we had a question about where they might clear a little bit more cap space uh, to cut a guy or, or, or whatever, where they, where they could sort of make some room like that. I was reading an article in The Athletic yesterday. They had a, a cut candidate for all 32 teams, and a name that we hadn't mentioned came up. And this would be more along the lines of if they are going to go more of what Zach Robinson was doing in Los Angeles with the 11 personnel, really only needing one tight end and focusing on one tight end, mm-hmm. Jonu Smith. Yeah. You move on from Jonu Smith, you save like $6.5 million. Right. Jonu Smith was the fourth leading receiver yes. last yeah. year. I'm a big fan of Jonu. <laughs> He's really good. Jonu can play. But yeah. when you're in heavy two tight end uh, packages like the Falcons the thing, had been in. But that's the thing about it is, again, it goes back to not going by what they did in in, in uh, L.A. L.A. didn't have a second tight end. Obviously, they didn't use him. Right. But I think the second tight end in L.A. last year had 10 catches. Yes, exactly. And so if that if that's going to be your second here, second tight end here in Atlanta, of course you don't need him. Is that, is that sort of a tell, though? Like, if they decide to do that with Jonu and move on from him, is that giving you an indicator that maybe it will look a little bit yeah. more 11 personnel-ish? Yeah. Like it did in, in Los Angeles. One tight end, one but, running back but, is so what The one that thing means. about when you look at the 12 personnel from different things, it don't have to be away from it when, when John goes, well, you got Hesse, you got those blocking guys yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. You don't you know? have to you have a have big to. money tight end. Yes. And it's not huge money, but like, you know, six and a half million dollars you could spend somewhere else would, would make sense. If you're going to use the tight end a little bit less, yeah. But uh, yeah, right. You got you got those other guys. You could throw the ball to him. You could you could draft a tight end you if you want to. I you mean, could sign so a tight so, end off free so many agency. Things. That's the thing about it is like because of the fact is that you don't want to get caught up in what everybody else runs. Because it's, the crazy thing about it is is 
is when you look at Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel was in San Fran with Kyle. He was a run game coordinator, mm-hmm. basically in charge of the run game. And they don't run a lot of the same different things that these other teams. Like Kyle. He runs more like what Kyle does with the misdirections and everything. Unlike McVay, McVay's a straight belly runner. He's a belly toss guy. That's what he is. That's what that offense was, a belly toss guy. It wasn't more of all the misdirection and everything that Mike McDaniel and Kyle runs in San Francisco and Miami. So that's also when you got think about Zach. Zach was a passing game coordinator. Mm-hmm. So he's coming over more or less with using a lot more of their passing concepts and everything. It's just about how you group them, personnel them, uh, formation them. Because what he said, they're going to be what? Multi? Uh, position, formationally yeah. versatile. Yeah. They're going to be formationally yeah, versatile. Yeah, yeah, that means that they're going to line up in different formations. Yeah, they're going to have a m- <laughs> different formations. <laughs> they're going to line up in different now, formations. Now, wait a minute. You're telling me this isn't Tech Mobile? Yeah. We're not just going to have <laughs> run and pass? Yeah. Oh, hang on. Slow. Pump the brakes. Uh, oh, that, that can possibly happen. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the more basic, the better. <laughs> yeah, you know who doesn't want uh, positionless football? Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive skill position players. No, put me somewhere and let me go play. Yeah, also, but categorize me as a as a wide receiver. Yes. Because that uh, gets paid the most. Yes. <laughs> Tight ends no, get guy. paid less. Running backs get yeah. paid less than that. Yeah. No one wants positionless football no. when it comes to time to get paid. Yeah, like number seven, he can catch the ball. He can. But he's a damn running back. He's a running back. He's, a, right. running back. he's yeah. a running back. Which is why you don't have to draft a running exactly. back this year. He's a running back. Right? He's a running back. You don't have to. It's not going to be a You don't have to be any skill position player at number eight, right? <sighs> Are we going to get there? Are we going to get to Roma Dunze at some point? Because already, we already told you a month ago that J.J. McCarthy was going to be mocked to the Falcons. Yes. And he got mocked to the Falcons yes. yesterday. Yes. Okay. We're gonna get to the Malik Neighbors portion of the <laughs> the mock draft season next week, probably. Well, I mean, this is the thing about it is, is that you know Terry Font knows his best player available. They need a second wide receiver. They, they need a second receiver at eight. They, <laughs> did they need a first receiver at eight two years that's ago? That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, did they need a tight end at four three years ago? Oh man, I mean, pass rusher would be nice. Pass rusher would be really if there's nice. There's no if there's no quarterback there. Passwords, you would be pretty nice. Yeah, but that's what we've said every we year. Sure have. <laughs> we haven't taken sure one have. once. They have not taken. They even taken a defensive player. Not in the first couple rounds. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, no. The first that was AJ Terrell. Oh, they did right. take okay. AJ Terrell in the okay. first round four years ago. Oh yeah. Uh, which that's an interesting part of the offseason as yeah. well. Is what do you do with his contract? All right, we'll come back. We'll get to an AMA. Any question, any topic. Phone lines are open. 404-726-0929. Load them up here on a hump day. We'll be right back. Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. Brought to you by Right From The Heart and rightfromtheheart.org. The AMA, Ask Me Anything, to wrap the show up every single day. Loaded phone lines. So let's start with Ozzy Indicator. Hey, Ozzy. Did I say it wrong? Hey, Ozzy. A-Z-I. All right. Well, he's gone. We'll go to Dylan, who's in Peachtree City. Hey, Dylan. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, Dylan. Hey, uh, so, Andy, if you didn't have Randy, and Randy, if you didn't have Andy, who would y'all want to work with? In the whole world? In the whole world? In the whole world. Oh, oh wow. Jeez. Huh. <laughs> um, Stugatz. Okay. Yeah, Stugatz. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I think I would just, like, Randy Moss, just so we could just still call it Andy and Randy. <laughs> 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 just to make it easy. Yeah. Welcome back to Andy and Randy. You know what I mean? It's just He could talk football. He could talk football. Similar yeah. eras. You know what I mean? He's country, too. Like, I wouldn't have to change you that much. Change. No. <laughs> you, you, you would still get your, your uh, what? 
What was that? What? Huh? Excuse What'd me? You what did you just say? <laughs> you know, like probably slightly different language right. coming from the West Virginia country yes. and the South Georgia country. Yes. We had Randy Moss on the show that I produced like 20 years ago. He was playing for the Patriots, but it was when he bought into um, – like the race car truck, drive? Truck, truck racing? Yeah, yeah truck he had race, got yeah. into truck racing. Yeah. And so the, the host that I produced for at the time was a big racing fan. Uh-huh. And so we were having Randy Moss. I think this was like in the middle of his 20 touchdown right. year. It was like November of that year. And they were like, all right, you can have him on for eight minutes. No Patriots questions. Right. We're like, damn, all right. But my, the host was like, great. I only wanted to talk about truck racing anyway. I was like, I guess we're just going to lie to people. Right. Because no one listening wants to hear you talk to exactly. Randy Moss about truck racing. Exactly. But I called him. And he answered, this moss. That yeah. was the way that he answered yes. his phone. This moss. I was like, that's the coolest way to answer your phone ever. ever. <laughs> this can't, moss. Can't pull that off, but yeah, I know who it is. All right, you're about to be on the radio. All right, Gordon is in Marietta. Hey, Gordon. Hey, man, I got a question for you. Okay. Number one, do you, do you think uh, if Ritter, if the nightmare scenario happens and we don't bring anybody else in, no. do you think Ritter's no. time <laughs> with a actual – quarterback coach would be beneficial mm-hmm. and number two if you could pick the brain of any coach in any sport ever sit there and have lunch dinner beard coffee whatever who would it be and why wow that's a great question um the first part uh no <laughs> i mean i don't think that's the difference what's that ritter with a quarterback coach no is going to uh, turn so into just stop please yeah, come please on. please please stop with this ritter crap quit trying to make quit trying fetch to, happen please it's not going to happen it's not going to happen right? uh and they've made it clear like that's not what they're doing um any coach ever you could pick their brain on their career whatever and i think the the caveat has to be they have to be honest they have to tell you the truth about oh. it i mean phil jackson because yeah. I want to, I want to talk. I want to know all the stuff about Ooh. the Bulls years, and the, and the, the Rodman stuff. I want to, yeah, I want to know all wow. the Kobe Shaq stuff. I want to know all of it. Um, you have to be. He has to be honest with you about it too. Wow. Um. Damn. That's that's a pretty good one. Jimmy Johnson. Okay. How dealing with those damn Cowboys? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not yeah. talking about on the field. Yeah. Jerry Jones. Yes. Anyway, yes. but yeah. My, yes. Party time. Michael Irvin yes. back in the day. Yes. Nate Newton. Yes. <laughs> Eric Williams. Moving weight, Nate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Those are really good ones. Uh, that was Gordon, right? Okay. Uh, Ryan is in Atlanta. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's up, guys? Enjoy the show, man. Thanks, man. Uh, Randy, yep. uh, let's see. So we've all seen, we've all seen uh, Philip Rivers and how you know he likes to talk, man. So being his tight end for a long time, just what, what's a funny story you got with him with another, you know, a, a, you know, a player on your team, opponent, a ref. I mean, I, I used to always love him chirping to the ref. Oh, yeah, especially then, uh, Ed It's kind of – oh, man, dude, yeah. he's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but So, kind of two for one, you think of heavy hitters in the league, I think it's Geo Spikes. Who don't? Um, so, I mean, what, what's uh, – you know, who is one of the heaviest hitters in the league? What's, you know, what's a cool story about that? Maybe a vicious hit. Okay. Uh, the, uh, there was – everything was funny about Phillip. That was the thing about him. Everything was funny about him. He was He's such a good dude. Uh, always wanted to, what he would always talk about. Let's go get some cold pops. But he would drink half a pop. Yeah, he would never drink. He would never drink. He would drink half a pop. Uh, watching all his kids come out to practice was always great. They were beautiful, just well mannered kids. At that point, how many there were there? Eight, right there. And think. now there's ten. I think there's eleven now. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, I think there's eleven. Good for him. Uh, oh, definitely uh, the one play when we played freaking uh, Oakland, Oakland, and he was pissing off Tommy Kelly and uh, and Seymour. And he's just talking trash to him. And I'll never forget 
there, Nick Cardwick and uh, and uh, they they turned back. Philip was like Philip was literally out of the huddle. The place coming in and Philip is yelling at them, and Nick's like, "Get in the damn huddle! You don't gotta block them." <laughs> and so the next, so they come in and Philip catches it and like he makes excited adjustment, throws it and runs up to oh, I forgot who the damn play caller was and said, "You call that a blitz?" You call that a blitz? Because <laughs> he just carved him up. The O-line's just like, dude, yeah, like, come, dude, come on, on man. This is a Hall of Famer I'm come trying on, to come, block. Come on, dude. You're just dude, making dude, him dude, mad. He just makes, he, he would make, he would make the D-line. But he would never cuss, right? But he would never curse. Everything he says is, 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 is all PC. Darn, gosh. <laughs> it's all FCC-regulated. And heavy hitters, every damn body. <laughs> I don't know. I can't never say I got hit, and I was like, that wasn't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I can never say that. Oh, I can never say that. Yeah. All right. Mo is in Columbus. Hey, Mo. Andy, Randy, what's going on, fellas? Hey, Mo. Hey, the, the wifey told me to make sure I told you guys hello. hello. Um, I would like to preference my question slash story, but I did not get in trouble. Oh, good. Um, have you ever had a situation where you had people over at your house and a friend was invited over but brought somebody else with them, and as soon as they pulled up, the wifey was like, no, <laughs> no. That person was not invited. They can't come in. So now you had to explain them, like, hey, look, you were invited, but you weren't invited. So, yeah, y'all going to have to leave. Have y'all ever had to go through that? And how did you handle it? Uh, I've been in that situation more, probably. You have? Well, as far as I don't want somebody to come over? Oh, you're, you've been the one yeah. who's not wanted the person yeah, to come like, over? No. <laughs> no. Okay, I'll think of something. No. It ain't that. It, it ain't that. It's just one of them, like, my, it, 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 it went on a lot more when we first we're together and everything. Like, she had a vibe-killing friend. You know what I mean? And we just like, I don't want to be around that broad. Yeah, she yeah. kills the vibes. She kills, she's a vibe-killer, Nobody man. wants a vibe-killer. You know, she, just, she just always, always, anytime we did anything together, when she would go with her girls, all my boys, we would all hang out together, she was just a damn killjoy. Huh. She's always there, I'm ready to go. I mean, how long are we going to be here? Like, Take your ass home, wrong why, woman. Why even be friends with that person? I, that, was Donna, that was Donna's friend before I met Donna. Oh, okay. You know, they were friends before I met her. But I was just like, go on somewhere. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to pay for me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Why? So you can come in here and complain and the so, whole time and about I, it? And, 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 oh, no. I, I thought she was going to leave me because I, I did it. I, I didn't care because she, she, that's how annoying she was. Well, that's the thing. And I picked up the check. Is eventually and, you're going to say something. I, I said something, <laughs> and like we've, I, I, was, I was paying for dinner for everybody. And I was like, that guy brought the check. I said, put everything on my bill except for her. Because that's how that's how irritated, that's how mad that chick got me that day. You really did that? Yes, I did that. Oh, and Donald, oh, she was hot. She was so mad. I don't care. No. Because she was the one. I mean, we can you can't have a good time with people like that. Just always negative and all that stuff. And I'm like, Yeah, we're just trying to have fun here. Yeah, and it wasn't because Killing she could, it wasn't because she couldn't get mad. She was, she was she was a nice looking chick. Yeah. She was just too she was too sedated. She just had a negativity. She was about a sed- Diddy broad. But she was like, I don't, you know, like one of them, like I don't. That's no fun. Like Nobody wants that. Somewhere. I've never been in that specific yeah. s- situation, but I do have one friend that my wife was like, and back when we were dating, she was like, I, I love him. He can come to our wedding, uh-huh. whatever, but he can't stay with us. And also one of your other friends kind of has to make sure they're responsible for him because mm-hmm. he has a track record of. Is this the guy that got lost in the truck? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yes. He's the same guy that got kicked out of the blue flame. Right. Um, at our wedding, he did pass out in the back of one of her cousin's trucks. Yeah, like, I can't... Which means the friend who was assigned to babysitting him failed right. because the cousin went to leave and right. found a grown man asleep in the back of his yeah. truck. and how bad was she? She was not super happy. Exactly. She was not super happy. So, yeah. 
Don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be that don't guy. Don't be passed out in the back of somebody no. else's truck guy. Yeah. And he just got married, by the way. Is that one in Miami? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know how at weddings, you know, like the best man gets up and tells a story, but like none of her family knew that stuff. Yes. So his story was so bad and, yes. and like PC. And I was like, dude, you lied your ass off in that story. <laughs> so then, in, in, like the next morning, everybody went to get breakfast and we all told the real stories yeah. about him. Because <laughs> like, the thing about it, you don't want to put him in a bad light. Nah, wait, they don't know. He's, he's a changed man. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. No, he's not. What? But anyway, he's trying to do better. Right. All right, let's get to takeaways of the day. All right, takeaways of the day every day to wrap up the show. Uh, it wasn't a football thing with Tom Brady. That's my takeaway of the no, day. No, it wasn't. It was not a football thing. But it needs to be a fight thing it now. It damn sure does. Um, we, <laughs> Spencer Strider has a new cool pitch, and it's got a new name. Curveball. <laughs> <laughs> got a curveball. Uh, I don't sell moonshine, but if I did, the slogan would be, it'll knock whatever's in you. Out you. <laughs> and uh, apparently being at a pool party with just your drawers on and Tupac would be a good time. <laughs> I'm just talking about, you know, it just looked fun. That specific party yeah. looked like fun. Party, like he was having it looked design. like fun. All yes. right, we'll see what Dukes and Bell have for you next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.